Everybody. Hey! It's the best show. How's this sound, Mike? Good? Clear as a bell? Clear as a bell. From Mike's mouth. From apmike.bandcamp.com's mouth. That's one. Boy, we have a great show for you tonight. Get ready. Gonna have Kevin Corrigan's gonna come by, hang out. The topic tonight is. Give me a break, you dunce. And I wanna hear about the things that you just said. Give me a break, you dunce. The number, 201 332 3484. It is best show time. It is time for you. And yours to get ready to hear what is widely recognized as the longest podcast in the biz. And it's not a podcast, it's a radio show becomes a podcast. So I tell you, sit back, relax, get out your secret stash, whatever that means, whether it's, uh, Whatever your secret stash is, go get it. Could be a, uh, or could be, uh, oatmeal cookies. Could be something a little harder. Right? Could get your, uh, out. And get ready. All that is important is that you sit back, relax, and you listen to the best show. Yeah.
Oh, yeah. It's the best show. What up, everyone? The Hollywood Handbook reference. When uh, Sean goes, what up? Does he say, what up, what up? Very sad to hear that they're uh, into their final six episodes, but they had a good run. Sometimes these shows have runs. They all don't go on till the end of time like the best show. Look, we went away and then we came back. Maybe they'll come back. Who knows? We'll find out. But they did a great job while they did it. So, we just heard the Pink Floyds. Pigs, three different ones from Animules. Their smash hit album. I saw that Roger Waters show in Philadelphia. Oh boy, that was good. It's a good show, man. Don't miss it. It's coming through. Don't miss it. I can even tell you where to sit for optimal experience, but I won't because I want the ticket for the next show. I don't want to see you there pointing at me. Tom! Do them! Tom! What? Think they're gonna do mother? Uh, I, I I don't know. They didn't do it when I saw them last. Cool, cool. Tom, Tom. What? You uh, you gonna go get some merch? Nah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna get merch. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Tom. And so on would be what it would be like if I told you where to sit at the show, because then you'd sit there and they'd do that. But I won't, and I shan't, and I can't. No, I can't. But oh, good show tonight. We got Kevin Corrigan. will be in. Later in the program, the best guys in the biz. What biz? Showbiz. The phone number, 201-332-3484. Full house tonight. We got AP Mike, got Dudio, Pat, Burn. Hey, Mike, you sell, you got any orders? APMike.bandcamp.com. Did you get 10 orders? You did get 10. I told you you'd get 10. I was shooting for 15. You're right. Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. Order, order. Uh, you got the masses shirts. You got the, the headshots. All the stuff over there. He's got everything. And he's working on new products too. Maybe a fragrance. Any chance of that? Bayo. A new fragrance by apmike.bandcamp.com. Bayon. Smell like the city by the bay. Bayon. So many actors were from here and left. Bayon. Bayon. 
an aftershave, maybe a, a, a Bayonne aftershave. So, last week, we did it last week. What do you think about that show, Dudio? It's a good one, right? We had James Murphy from LCD Sound System here. Whole show. Whole show. We got our headlines. People loved it. He's a great guy. You know who else is a great guy? I want to thank two great guys for helping make that happen. I want to thank my friend, one of my favorite people walking this planet, Jay Penry. I want to thank my friend Jay Penry. He's been on the show before. Love him. He helped make that happen. It would not have happened without Jay Penry helping get uh, uh, James uh, Murphy to come here. And then it also would not have happened. And Jay, Jay Penry, by the way, he's a great artist. You check his, you can check all his stuff out over at, uh, he's on Instagram, SJ Penry, P-E-N-R-Y, on Instagram. I don't know what he is on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter anymore. One of the best things I ever did, I'm telling you. Three weeks in. Don't miss it. Can you imagine? I don't know why anybody would want to be on Twitter anymore. You check his art out. You check Jay's art out. Also check out. Go go on if you're on Instagram. Go to at the Woodhouse Lodge. And you check out the, the, the place. This guy's going to be like Newhart up in this piece. In Greenville, New York. Him and, and uh, Megan. His better half. They're opening a, a, a straight up uh, a lodge. It opens later this year. I can't wait. Can't wait. Maybe we'll do an event from there. What do you think about that? We did an event, like a two-day thing with me and a very select group of people. And I'll just, like, make stuff up on the car ride up. Like, what am I going to do with this thing? I'm going to have to say, like, things that makes it seem like I thought this through. Thanks, everybody, for coming to At The Woodhouse Lodge. Thank you. What do you see when you look around? What do you see? You see a lot of nature. Like I'm just making up literally have nothing ready. What do you see? Trees? Yeah. What's a tree mean to you? Just constantly dumping the thing off on everyone else in the form of a question? Yeah, so Jay Penry. And also Jay Green. J-A-Y Green. The two J's. They did it. They used to do a show called uh, Cheap Shots. And hopefully they start doing it again. I think it's on hiatus right now, Cheap Shots. It's a good show. It's funny. One of the few shows with, and with Hollywood Handbook on, it's one of the few, the, 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 the few guys who can still do it. 
J&J. So we did it. Guess not good. Still not good enough for Podmass, of course, though. Couldn't get mentioned in that. They had to, uh, look, God bless them. That thing's a, that thing's uh I don't know what the, what it is. Couldn't get mentioned in that though. They wrote about a uh, blank check, which, you know, look, that's fine. Blank check. I listened to a bunch of episodes. I like the one guy, Griffin. And then the other fella, their, their producer or whatever his name is. The other guy I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm sure he's a great guy. Doesn't, doesn't, it's just like, uh, everybody's got a favorite, uh, favorite pizza topping. Not for everybody. Sure, that guy's the, 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 the gem amongst gems. You wouldn't believe what a great guy he is. Look, to my ears, he's like one, he's like a couch, like a wet, like a rained on couch that's, has a sign that says free on it. Out in the, on the street. But that's just me. Who's good here? Three. Best show. Hi. Hello, Tom. Oh, my goodness. As I live and breathe. Is this who I think it is? Probably. Is it? Your name start with J, letter J? It does. So clipped. Am I talking to a computer simulation of you? Jason from Alabama? Yes. You sure? Now he's playing into it. Now you're leaning into it. I'm sorry. You're leaning into it more now. And also, a computer can't be sorry. What is this sorry you speak of? Yeah, that's part of what makes them scary. They're remorseless. Yes. They just make decisions without, uh, yeah. just uh, based on logic and just uh, cold, cold calculations. People we, think they want logic, but they don't really. No, they don't. We're all heart. We're all heart. We don't want uh, n- nothing doing just lo- logic. You don't want that. Well, unless the guy's building a bridge. The only thing you want with uh, the thing is like, look, you're already up against it with your beloved uh, football team. With the computer simulation puts the thing out and they're just like, they're just like, uh, yeah, Alabama blood elephants. What are they again? No, it's red, red squeeze. What's the name of the, the team again? The crimson, the crimson tide. The crimson tide. Yeah. And it's Alabama. And it's roll tide. You know, it would be yes. a good image for the first game coming back. The elevators from The Shining open. <laughs> the blood pours out. And then oh. Saban steps out. And yeah, and then the coach, Nick Saban, sticks, steps out. We're all tied. He's covered in, but he's not covered in blood. Somehow the blood is not. Yeah, he, it's, he's on, he's like Teflon. Yeah. Roll tied. Roll. And then the blood spills onto the, out of the screen, onto the field. Yeah. This is Come less, roll with us. Yeah. Come roll with us forever and ever. This is and less, ever. A, less of a football game that I'm proposing here and more of a... uh feel like a Roger Waters style. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm writing his next thing Yeah, for his horror album. <laughs> roll Tide. Roll, and the arena starts filling up with blood. And then it's yeah. like, 
Let's play football. <laughs> no one can see where the lines are on the field because it's just blood red. Like a giant, foot, a giant football player comes swinging down out of the <laughs> out the of the, yeah, and the entire team parachutes down. Instead of running through the the tunnel, they yeah. parachute down, or yeah. they're launched in by a giant uh, giant uh, catapult. Or the other team should be the visitors should be launched in via catapult. Yeah, and they'll take their chances. Yeah, hey, you, you Saban know could cover it. Saban could cover it out of his salary. I think that's why it's uh, though you want to be. That's why uh, it's a road game. Yeah, home field advantage. You're not launched via catapult onto the field. <laughs> the real home field advantage. They should get to take the substance that they have to land in, though. That's true. It's only fair. Yeah, I guess if they would pick, like, what? Like, what, mattresses? Foam. What's that? Foam. Foam. Big, those big, like, foam rubber pieces. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, just yeah. like a... Like a Ball pit, maybe. Yeah. They get to land in a ball pit. In a giant ball pit. It's a very different sport. It's a difference. Again, we're moving away from football here. It's, yeah. So, Jason from, from Alabama, to what do I have the pleasure of this call? What? what, what, what? Well, you know, um, I just to say, so when, we, when I have troubled times, uh, as we all have sometimes, Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like the older I get, I kind of like much like a, a snowball. You kind of pick up more of them. I don't know what it is. I guess it's entropy increases in a system over time. Maybe first of all, you don't know what a snowball is. No offense. <laughs> it's like I don't know what kudzu have, is, right? I have the internet. Yeah, but it's like it's like uh, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about like it's kind of like when kudzu rolls through town, right? <laughs> Yeah, when you go to sleep and you wake up and it grows over your car. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about yeah. that. It's like that creep show, like that scene in that one in Creep Show. <laughs> that's the one that uh that's the one that he won best actor for. Um right. Stephen King. That's the fourth leading cause of death here in Alabama, is cut death by Kudzu. Yeah. <laughs> um But Hold on, did he open it? No, okay. Huh? No, that's an aside here. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, no, it's okay. Don't worry. You, no way you could have could have known that. So, uh, what? but the thing is, I noticed that I, you know, people react to these troubled times in different ways. And mm-hmm. the way I generally, I mean, I do have some, I do have some positive ways mm-hmm. and some healthy ways. Yeah, but they're no fun to talk about. Sure. Uh, so, I eat. I tend to like eat garbage, basically. You it's eat not garbage. Literal garbage. Sonic. I know you're yeah, a fan Sonic. of Sonic. Sonic will be on that list. But the other day I was eating some, I went to Zaxby's. To where? Zaxby's. Do you have Zaxby's up there? We don't have Zaxby's. Well, please. Oh. What is Zaxby's? Okay, well, Zaxby's is a chicken. Dudio just said it's real good. What's that? Dudio just said Zaxby's is real good. That should be their slogan. That it's real Uh, good or Dudio says it's real good? Yeah, Zaxby's. Dudio says it's real good. Yeah. And then people be uh, like, I don't know who Duty. Ah, uh, see, he likes it. I'm sure it's yeah, it's our, it's our concept. But <laughs> in, in, anyway, uh, it's a chicken place, so they have like chicken fingers. That's their and wings, chicken fingers, 
Maybe they, I don't know if they have actual wings. They have boneless, what they call boneless wings, which I think are just little chicken fingers. Sure. Um, so anyway, they're chicken fingers, and they have all kinds of spices. And it's one of those places where they, it's a, it's a, it's essentially just one. It's like a millimeter up from fast food. Okay. Like, like they slap some like skis on the wall and some old posters on the wall, and that's the thing that makes it just. It's you know, it's like a, like a, like a. Cracker Barrel's little brother or something, you know. You know what I like at Cracker Barrel's that you can buy a rocking chair. Thing. Yeah. Like, you can get that, we've talked about it before, you and I have talked about the, the triangle uh, golf tee puzzle. That infuriating Yeah. The thing, way, yeah. How can you reduce it to just, how do you, what are you supposed to leave it with just one golf tee or something? Well, they jump yeah, I think then, then you're able to retire. Yes, or then you eat, yeah, then you get a free rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> because you're ready. I mean, you're ready for it by yeah. the time you... Yeah, you need a rocking chair by the time you actually leak it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I have a real quick trick for solving that puzzle. Don't, don't say it. You'll, you, you'll, okay. you'll, you're going to uh, get a visit from uh, Cracker Barrel in the middle of the night. <laughs> from Uncle Herschel. Yeah, Uncle Herschel will show up. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, cracker. So this place has a memorabilia on the wall, kind of like a Cracker Barrel, anyway. But it's it's not like a Cracker Barrel at all, other than that. So, so anyway, I'm the, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I, I'm, so I'm there at the Zaxby's, and I'm getting the salad or the salad. Actually, is what it's called. It's called a salad. Mm-hmm. Is that legally uh, because they can't call it salad? Is that because they do things? It may so... be because I think it has like three thousand calories. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, answer this for me, Jason yeah. from Alabama, yeah. one of my all-time favorite callers, if not my favorite. Well, um, I won't. There's no need to. There's no. To I'm not. No, we're not ranking people. It's not a. It's not a contest. No. You're just in the upper. You're in the uh, the pantheon. Is what I'm saying. Well, that's very sweet. Hall of Heroes. Um, how many fried items are in that salad? Oh, it depends. Is whether you get the grilled chicken or the fried chicken. Uh huh. Okay. So if you get fried, you've got mm-hmm. you've got fried chicken in there, and then there's like fried onions. It depends on the salad; there are different ones, but they're usually bacon, sure, and fried and fried onions. Mm-hmm. What kind of dressing are we talking about? Oh well, you there's a there's a, a panoply, sure, and they get and they give you two. There's those big dressing packets. They're about the size of like, uh, you know, like the syrup uh, packages they use for like fountain drinks. Those syrup. Yes, yes, so. About, about the size of that. The, for a single the salad. Packages. Yeah. Yeah, and they give you two of them. Two, of course. Yeah, one side, yeah. enough. In case you lose one, I guess. I don't yeah. know, but. And God, uh, for, it, God forbid you also eat a vegetable that isn't accompanied by, by <laughs> something, some viscous fluid. Yeah. Also, right? Yeah. So, but, but it gives you the illusion. Uh, and I also give you, this is the other thing you get with the salad. You get a piece, you get a piece of Texas toast with it. I forgot about that. Like an oversized piece of yeah. grilled toast. Buttery. Buttered, yeah, buttered, like with probably a yeah. stick of butter. Just Elvis soaked style. into it, yeah. So, so you get, so, yeah, so that, this is the kind of salad that I'm getting. Yeah. Because basically I think at this point I needed some, I had to have some, plant matter in my body or it would shut down. Sure, that's how much junk you had been eating. Yes, my organs are getting ready to shut down. You could feel your system starting to... Yeah, but it, but it would be a shock if I didn't have 
the gar- you know, little, I had to have some garbage in with it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm there, and I decide that I want a milkshake. Sure, you earned it. Yeah, well, I, I, I completely did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So I just want a chocolate milkshake. That's all I want. And another thing that they have, they have these crazy milkshakes, like birthday cake milkshake and, like, double fudge brownie milkshake and sure all these crazy milkshakes. I just go and I say, can I just get a chocolate milkshake? Because mm-hmm. what could be more simple yeah. than to make a milkshake? Mm-hmm. And she tells me I cannot. Oh, this is like a five easy pieces type moment. You ever see that scene? You ever see that movie, Five Easy Pieces? I, to my shame, I have not. Well, it's, it's this movie. It's this Jack Nickel, Nickel, uh, Jack Nicholson movie where he goes into a, a, a diner and he's like, I want a chicken sand, chicken salad sandwich. And like, they won't do it. And uh-huh. then he's like, then he tells them to like, re- they're like, we have this other sandwich. And he's like, hold this and hold that. And then here's my sandwich. Some, something to that effect. Or it's like suicidal tendencies, like institutionalized. Like, oh, all, all, all I wanted was a Pepsi. You just wanted a Pepsi. You just wanted a yeah. chocolate. You should do like but They a, wouldn't give it to me. This is what you should do. Not that I'm trying to tell you what to do. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't well, smell them. Look, we all need our million dollar idea. I figured mine out. Vaptriloquism. I'm working on oh, it. Oh, yeah. The elements are coming together. I'm excited about this. So, what so if anyway, you... Okay, it got okay. me to thinking, what's going on with these milkshakes? Yeah. They, they can't break them down. Mm-hmm. And that scared me. Like, why could you not add the cake to it or not add the thing to it? Like, what could be more simple and wholesome than a milkshake? Yeah, than chocolate ice cream yeah. and milk poured milk. into a blender. And apply force. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they strip it down? What's going on? Is they, are they, just, are they literally just, is the, like, it's in the open a plastic bag that has a cup in it? And then they just—it's already got the milkshake. Yeah. They just yeah. stick the straw. In I don't it. know. This, I'm going to say this, Zaxby's. You better watch. You better start. Uh, you better you might want to start tightening up your security. I think. <laughs> I think Jason, from from Alabama, might might be snooping around the kitchen soon. With a, you look at those uniforms a little closer. Make sure that, that it's not just like, wait, that's not it. He doesn't work at Zaxby's. <laughs> and you're just like, just what's in the freezer? I just want to see these shakes. Yeah. This might be the last time you hear from me. This could be it. You could have. You're messing I may end with up Zaxby's. In a, I may end up in a salad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roll Tide indeed. <laughs> It'll be your blood in the video. Oh, boy. Now. What would you think about doing this? You go get yeah. a, a like a southern fried version of institutionalized by by <laughs> you do like a country version 
of yeah. institutionalized where you're just like, all I wanted was a chocolate milkshake. And you just get some banjo, like, bum, 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 yeah. like, I'm assuming banjo is a thing down there, right? Yeah, you got to have a banjo. <laughs> you can film it on the porch of a, you can film it outside of a, 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 cracker, a, a cracker barrel. A <laughs> just, just a couple banjos, a fiddle. Yeah. You're off to the races. I'll, I'll, uh, that's, a, that's a better way to beat your blues than a, than uh, eating yourself to death. I think I so. You know what I would recommend yeah. if you're having a, if you're if you're if you're you're fighting the fighting the blues. What's that? Play with a dog. Oh, I got a dog. I know, I know. I'm talking to the listeners right now. We are we are our conversation is slightly representative now. Oh, the, the, there are other people. Yeah, this is not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just. If people are having a hard time, go play with a dog. It helps. Yeah. You go pet a dog. You wrestle with a dog. Right? Yeah. Doesn't it help? Doesn't your dog help? Yeah. Right? You goof around with your dog. He's a good old he's a good old fella. Yeah. What's your dog's name again? Peppy. Peppy, that's right. Peppy. Go play with Peppy. Or you go play with your Peppy listeners. Are you having a hard time? Or go to a casino. <laughs> Play with a dog, go to a casino. You'll figure it out. Those are some options. Go to a casino, but don't gamble. That's what you do. Go eat. Walk around. Watch the other people. Yeah. Just float around. Enjoy the atmosphere. Of the casino. That sounds like They're, they're subsidizing it for you. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I say. And what I say to you, Jason, from Alabama, yes, every sir. time you call, it is a joy. And I am privileged to take a call from you. Well, it's privileged. It's it's my privilege as well. Well, you, sir, have a grand evening. You do the same. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Back to the phones. Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. Hot phones indeed. Hot phones indeed. Remember that that song? Was that? No, that was not the song. Best show. Hi. Hold for Rupert Threadwell. Hold for who? Rupert Threadwell. That's an agent. I, I, why? I don't know why I would be getting a call. Rupert Threadwell's been, like, in the biz in Newbridge for, like, oh, my God, so long. I know he's repped so many people who've come on the show over the last 15-plus years. Mother 13, Kenny Dupree, Barbershop Sweat, there was Iron's Reggae Challenge, uh, Brett Haskins' The Clash, The Gorch. I mean, he's been an entertainment agent for in Newbridge forever. Um... Man, why why would he be calling me? Tim, how are you? Hello? Yes, Tim. Well, Tom. This is Tom, Tom Sharpling. Who is is this? Hello? Is this Rupert? Who is this? Who is this? It's, it's your manager. No, my manager is... No, my manager is Kim Dennis over at UAV. 
Not as of Sunday afternoon, nope. Not as of Sunday. Well, I have no idea what that means. Well, I was at the annual Newbridge Fun Fest on Sunday, and I ran into uh, your former manager, Kim Dennis, at the Montgomery Davies Memorial Duck Duck Goose Pavilion. Uh-huh. And uh, Kim bet me that her toddler, McQueen, could beat my toddler, Jagger, in a Duck Duck Goose game. And I said, you know, I don't think this is appropriate, right? And uh, But Kim kept pushing, just begging me to bet. And uh, she eventually offered to bet 10 of her clients that McQueen would win. I took that bet, and McQueen took a nap 20 seconds in, and voila, you're talking to your new manager, son. Oh, my God. I I, I had no idea that Kim had, uh, like, a... A gambling, like a weird gambling problem. It's sick, very sick. You never know with people. You really don't. Even if you work with them for a long time, they have all these proclivities and whatnot that you don't know about that are yeah. frankly quite sick. Yeah, peccadillos and peccadillos. Whatnot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now wait, did you say your toddler was Jagger? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask how old you are, Rupert? I'm seventy-three. Why? And you have a toddler at 73. Twin toddlers. Okay. Yeah, Jagger and Foo Fighter. What's your other kid's name? Foo Fighter. Okay, Foo Fighter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. But look, what, what goes on between me and my ninth wife, Nikki, is, is none of your damn business, all right? Well, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another thing. I'm a hands-on dad, you know, as, as much as I can be. Mm-hmm. I'm not like these other guys my age who have twins 25 years after their older kids have uh, all grown up and you know have lives of their own. I love being a dad at my age. Uh huh. So you you really love having toddlers at 73 years old? Yep. That it certainly sounds sounds like it. I mean, that yeah. just sound Great. over the moon. Very fulfilling, very fulfilling, and uh, I'm just glad I have the energy to uh, to keep up with them. You know? Sure, yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those, uh, one of those dads like Alec Baldwin. You know, where you know, just Google Alec Baldwin out for a walk. Uh huh. With kids okay. and wife. Okay. Right. He's on a cell phone in every picture, right? Yeah. Let me get this here. Alec Baldwin out with kids and wife. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Cell cell phone. Everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm not like that. I use a walkie-talkie. Oh, okay. Well, that's not. I don't know if that's if that's the difference that deserves to be kind of. Used as a as a weapon <laughs> against Alec Baldwin. Well, you use a walkie-talkie. Who are you? I do. To? Yeah, it, it requires me to stay within a certain certain distance from those people that I'm talking to. Otherwise, you know, I lose I lose connection. Sure. Yeah. This the 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 connection between the two walkie-talkies is probably exactly. yeah. relatively na- narrow. Yeah. Yes. Hey, but look. Wait. 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 Do you want to talk about my very late winter, early spring, ultimately doomed marriage, or do you want to talk about your own career? Um, you know, well, I want to talk about my career. Okay. All right, well, strap yourself in. And I, I do want you to know that even though I have an extensive list of top-shelf clients, I assure you 
that you will get the world-class hands-on care that's become synonymous with Rupertainment, okay? Rup- okay Rupertain- I, I mean, I thought you mainly handled music artists. I mean, do you handle writers and actors uh, like on that side of the, the, the business? Are you kidding? I, I've got a, a stable just chock full of the biggest names behind and in front of the camera. Like, like, can you give me some names? Sure, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, there's uh, Sanford Latham. Uh huh. Who who is that? Seriously? Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar. Oh, he's the writer who did that Bruce Willis movie that got the plug pull uh, plug pull just like a week before it filmed. Okay. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Miller and Scanlon, great team. Okay, I'm not familiar with them. Well, they're the writers that wrote that uh, sitcom that Danny McBride was going to do until he backed out at the last minute. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, who else? Uh, great actors. I, I rep that kid who flipped the bird uh, in Weekend at Bernie's. Uh-huh. Okay. That's from a while ago. I think I know that kid. as uh, He's an adult now. Oh, you, really? Yeah. What's he up to? He's He's just doing other things. I don't know if he's still acting... In fact, I'm- I'd love to get him in some stuff. Uh-huh. Would you shoot me his, his info at some point? Sure. Yeah, I will. I'll get. I'll get you. I'll get you the the info. This kid is is, is he still harassable even as an adult? To some degree, I would say he's still harassable. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Julie Barnes. Uh huh. Who 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 is that? Are you serious? Uh huh. Are you in the industry? Yeah, I don't know names though. I'm not great with that. Okay, well, Julie Barnes, she's the writer that got fired from Wonder Woman when her car actually ran over Chris Pine on the Warner's lot. Uh-huh. Remember that? I remember hearing some kind of thing that, that yeah, there was some incident during film. Yeah. So she, okay, so she got fired. Yeah, uh, we also do Aaron Hayes. And that who is that now? Oh, jeez. She's the woman who played Kevin James' wife on Kevin Can Wait, but then she got replaced. By Leah Remini? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I yeah. heard about that. Okay. Uh, or one of our biggest, uh, Joshua Leonard. Uh-huh. Who's that? He played Josh in the Blair Witch Project. In the Blair, I, I don't know which one that was. I just remember, I do remember people who just, Josh! Uh, Josh. That, that's him! Oh, that's, okay. Well, that's Yes! Fine. Sure, okay. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Jeffrey Lewis Starr. Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. You've seen movies, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I see plenty of movies. Well, have you seen the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training? I did, yeah. Well, it's Engelberg. Which which one is Engelberg? He's he's the catcher who was, uh, there's that that great scene, it's one of the greatest scenes in film where uh, they open the bathroom door and he's sitting on the can eating a uh, bucket of fried chicken. Oh, it's one of my least favorite memories of childhood. What? That's probably my favorite scene of any movie. Okay. All right, well, difference of opinion on that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Brad Zinker. Who's Brad Zinker? Uh, he's the guy who wore Crispin Glover makeup to play the dad in Back to the Future 2 when they couldn't come to a contract agreement with Crispin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I I got to say, I'm a little... It's a little distressing to that these are the ranks that I'm... Joining here. What? Look, I, I, 
don't want you to worry, son, okay? I've got a whole slew of exciting things in the pipeline for Tim Schlorplorf. Uh-huh, Tom Sharpling. Who? Yeah, that's me. Me, Who? Tom Sharpling. That's, oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Rupert, that's, I mean, look, I didn't know this is a curveball that's been thrown at me here. I understand. In terms of what uh i was not expecting this at all sure and didn't expect to find out about it during my show it's also a little bit of a curveball here um um but i do have to say that i don't there was a there's a stretch where i don't think kim was really giving me everything she could when it came to like new opportunities for tv and movies and stuff so maybe there's a good a silver lining to this, you know, that, uh, so, I mean, is there, is there anything in the pipeline that, that looks good for me? Oh my God, there's a ton of stuff. All right. All right, here we go. As I'm sure you know, with the addition of Band Up to ABC's Wednesday night lineup, 100% of all scripted TV programming is now about the riveting Ever fascinating ins and outs of the world of stand-up comedy, right? Uh-huh. I did read about Band Up uh, over at Entertainment.com this morning, actually. And uh, it's the sitcom that's about the band, like the indie rock band, that sounds kind of like War on Drugs. And But every member of the band is also trying to make it in uh, stand-up. That's right. TV Guide calls it horrifically convoluted. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. If... But I'll tell you, as Einstein proved with his theory of relativity, uh-huh. when maximum saturation is reached, a new object must come in to force the old one out. Is that what that is? I, 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 that's, that's word for word. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Well, I'm not much for science, Rupert. Um, I, I hear you. I see. I mean, I'll take your word for it, but I didn't know it was, what was it? It When maximum satur what was it? When maximum saturation is reached, uh huh. a new object must come in to force the old one out. Okay, then yes. that's the theory of relativity. It is, yes, yes. Okay. But I'll tell you, irregardless of that, uh-huh. yeah. band up signals the final gasp of stand-up infused content. All right, that's... That's not debatable. And it's, it's like some sort of leather-jacketed ruffian soaring high above a giant flesh-craving water beast. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. It's jumping the shark. Jumping the what? What the F are you talking about, son? That's what you just said. You were making an allusion to jumping the shark. Like the thing from the episode of Happy Days. They had a shark in it. I think you're, jeez, now you're thinking about the movie Jaws, where um, where the guys are all on that boat, and um, what's his name, uh, guy from uh, Krippendorf's tribe, he, uh, he goes. Richard Dreyfus. Yes, he goes, check it out. Uh-huh. This, this shark. Mm-hmm. Giant, all right. I think we can all. I think the three of us can agree that this thing's huge, all right. Uh-huh. And as a result of this, and he pauses for a dramatic effect, and he goes, "Our boat, 
needs to be way bigger. And he does that cigar ash flick. Uh, without a, was he smoking a cigar? He's miming a cigar. He was miming. Like a Groucho Marx impression? Yes, of? and at one point, there's one kind of this, it, it's on the extras, where he does put on the Groucho nose and glasses. Out on the boat. He does, yes. A couple things, I just want to say, Rupert, it's strange that you'd reference, when you're trying to bring to mind Richard Dreyfus, you would say the guy from Krippendorf's tribe. <laughs> that movie, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, f- totally familiar with the movie. Um... Which actually shows why maybe it wasn't the worst reference, but you're saying the quote in Jaws was he said, look, comma, this shark. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember it going that way. Sure but, I did, yeah. How do you think it went? Um, To tell you the truth, I don't exactly remember how it went down, but it was not, I th- that seemed a little wordy from what I remember. I don't know, I guess we could debate this all night. Yeah, and there's no way of proving it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are you ready for, for some exciting news? Yeah, sure. You, Tad Shrimpler, are going to be at the forefront of TV's next wave. Uh-huh, it's Tom Sharpling, but that's how I'm excited. Look, don't worry about that. Okay. I think it's great to be a part of whatever the next wave of television is. Please, what? Okay. Tell me more. tell me more, Rupert. Sitcoms based on classic beloved movies. Okay, well, that's, I mean, there's already been so many shows based on movies over the years, and it's like, with the exception of, like, MASH, none of them are are good. Oh, well, that's because the movies they spun off from were basically trash. You know, let's think about it. Animal House, Terrible, Ferris Bueller, Awful, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, those are all dogs. Uh Well, I, I would say those movies are good movies but the spin-offs were not good i mean what do, what movies are you even talking about that are getting spun off now only the best most fun movies of all time all right uh-huh uh saw henry portrait of a serial killer uh the exorcist natural born killers hostel uh you're sho- you're soaking in her the tool belt killer a couple uh Trent movies in there. Sure. Yeah, a couple Trent L. Strauss uh, works in there. Um, those are really disturbing horror movies. Well, we could debate really disturbing horror all night. That, that's in the eye of the beholder, all right? And I, I think I'm positive that's in the Bible. I think it's in uh, uh, Greeks 20 and 18. That we can, de- that really disturbing horror is in the eye of the beholder. That's a Bible quote. It is, yes. Uh-huh. And what was it again? Really disturbing horror is in the eye of the beholder. From Greeks? 2018. I'll sure? never forget it because I had to recite it during my confirmation. Greeks 2018? Yes. You're sure? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's Egyptians. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, look. I, all right. I, Greeks so is the lost book so, of the Bible. What's that? Greeks is is one of the lost books of the Bible. Oh, the one of the lost ones. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you found one of those lost. I books. did. Yes. Yeah. And uh, right. but look, that's that's oh. these these things seem pretty. All brilliant. right. All right. Well, if if that doesn't float your boat, I have you up for two great original sitcoms. Uh huh. Okay. That's probably more my speed. What what are they? All right. Well, I'll, I'll read you the log lines. Okay. Uh huh. First one. 
Mooch's Pooches. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci opens a dog grooming shop in Beverly Hills. It's a real Mooch out of water story. Pretty cool, right? Mooch's, no, oh, Mooch's Pooches. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely not one of those things where they thought of the title first and then built yeah. something around and it. And it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that's being accelerated at all. No, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Did. It didn't jump to the front of the line at all because of current events. No, no, not. It seems like something that they're just letting this idea just marinate until right, it's yes. ready to go. Yep. No cocaine being taken by the people in charge of it either. Yeah. So. What else? Number two. Okay. Henley, Mellencamp, Crosby, and Morrison. Four of the music world's most lovable, charming, and easygoing stars open a law firm catering to the poor and unfortunate. It's hilarious and heartwarming. What were those names again? Henley? Henley. Don Henley. Yep. Mellencamp. John Mellencamp. Crosby. David Crosby. Yep. And Morrison. And Van Morrison. Yes. The most easygoing of all of them. So it's those four guys... Are lawyers? Yes. Well, that doesn't say. You said it was heartwarming. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how those guys, those seem like four of the least heartwarming guys ever. No. Apparently, there's one episode where no one yells at anybody. Okay. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah. I I, I don't believe that. I actually. Well. I I don't know how those guys can't. It seems like they'd be yelling at each other, the clients. And themselves also. Oh, yeah. Just complaining about stuff nonstop. Wall-to-wall complaining, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, look. Don't think you're not into that. And uh, All right. Don't get your Fred Perry shirt in a twist, all right? I've got you in the mix for some of these very exciting new movies based on, are you ready? Board games. Oh, goody. Uh, come on. I mean... They tried doing Battleship was one of those things where they tried making that into a movie, and that was right. not good. And, I mean, dude, nobody wants to see movies based on board games. And, I mean, I know they're doing one based on Monopoly, and that's not going to be good. Well, look, Battleship tanked because it was based on a bad, boring game, all right? Monopoly, on the other hand, is going to be great. Because they're reuniting Hollywood's all-time number one dream couple, Jackie O'Haley and Maria Conchita Alonso. Pretty exciting, right? That they're back again. They're back. Yeah. Only bummer this thing is I couldn't get you involved on that because, unfortunately, they'd never heard of Todd Schlorpleton. Yeah, well, I can say why they probably never heard of Todd Schlorpleton is because that's not my name. What is your name? Tom Sharpling. So that's, you're getting it. Okay. I mean, so yeah, so they're getting them for the monopoly thing, but that you said that that ship has sailed already, so that's that's a I, I don't that's fine, but okay, but I can't work on it. The the board games that are being made in the movies that I do have you up for are are, are even more exciting than those those games. Okay, like what like what are they? Uh, Parcheesi, Scrabble, Operation. Stratego, uh, Trivial Pursuit, Trivial Pursuit Religion, Trivial Pursuit Dentistry, uh, Trump the Board Game. You're actually the front runner for that one. Uh huh. Well, I guess yeah, yeah. those, those games all sound boring, uh, and the one that Trump the Board Game 
there's no way I'm doing a movie. I'm not going to write a movie based on that. I'm not all right, all right. Look, okay. I know people are having issues with the president. All right, they say he's stupid, he's racist, he's delusional, he's sexist. He's got zero class. He's a blowhard. He's possibly senile, semi semi literate, uh, narcissistic to a level not seen before in modern politics. Willfully ignorant of even the most basic facts, um, a sexual predator, uh, that he's a lunatic, that he has no concept of right or wrong, that he sold his soul to the Dark Lord, that he's got no morals, uh, that most of his businesses have failed, that he's a Nazi, um, that he's a puppet of the Russians and the alt-right, he's a liar, and that what he said today is the most offensive, repulsive thing a sitting president has ever said into a microphone. But I'll tell you, it's only been seven months, and we need to give the guy a chance, okay? <sighs> I don't want to... I just don't want to work on All right. with All him. right, don't get your wig in a whirl. I don't have a wig. I don't wear a wig. What All the pictures you? I've seen, it sure looks like you've got I one. I don't wear a wig. First of all, okay, there's no picture okay. All right, well, look, you're also looking really good to write the Baby Ruth movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which... I mean, I love sports movies just as much as anyone, so that's actually a much better fit, Rupert, to get to do something. Sports? What? Yeah. You said uh, get to do the Babe Ruth movie? No, not Babe Ruth. Baby Ruth, the candy bar. Wait, it's a movie? Yes. Based on a candy bar? Yes. Oh, that sounds just, that's just ridiculous. A candy bar movie. What? I'll tell you, there's at least 17 different candy bar films in development right now. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, tell that to Hollywood. All the big candy bars have been optioned by studios. Like what? Like which candy bars? Oh, man. Uh, Nestle's Crunch, uh, Hershey's, Snickers, whatchamacallit, Clark, Hershey's with almonds, whatchamacallit with peanut butter, uh, Snickers Crisper. Peanut Chews with Dark Chocolate. What else? Uh, Kit Kat. Peanut Chews with Milk Chocolate. Kit Kat Minis. Oh, okay, so there's a difference between a movie based on Kit Kats and yes. a Kit Kat Mini movie. That's for children. Yeah, okay. The, so, other, the other one's for adults. So, so oh, that also, that sounds like a very smart business strategy that somebody would take their children to see if they went to the wrong one, they would take right. them to what? What rating would the Kit Kat, the non-children's one be? The non-children one, uh, I guess they don't do X anymore, so what is that? Like R, 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 R25? I think so, yeah. Is that the new, the new rating? It is, yeah, R25. So it's like, it's like, a 17-year-old is still eight years away from being ready for for what's in that movie. Kit Kat the movie. They can't see that yet. Yeah. No. Oh, that sounds so dumb. All right. Well, look, I also have you up for the fart movie. What? What? The fart movie? Yeah. That sounds like the... What? What is that about? Farting. Oh, God. I don't... Look, all right, just, just write that. the treatments, okay, and I'll make sure they get to the right people. Just write the treatments. Yes. I have to write treatments for these things. Yeah, but don't worry. They only have to be like 100 pages each. But keep in mind they're all due next Wednesday. I can't. 
So you want me to write how many treatments? Well, how, how many things have I mentioned? Probably like 30? 30, yeah, th- at least 30 things. So you want me to write over 3,000 pages of writing for for next Wednesday? Yes, yeah. One of them, one of them's down the stick. <laughs> one of them, yeah. I'll just knock 3,000 pages out. Why so, not? Yeah, why not? Because it's me writing 3,000 pages of writing. Sounds fun. That's what you wanted to be creative. Yeah, you know, that's just the part. That's the, that's what I got into all this for is writing treatments. Yeah. I wish I could have that much fun. Just writing stuff. Yeah, well, Rupert, I guess that's where the two, where the, where you and I go our separate. Oh, all right, all right. Well, look, I know you're more of a behind the scenes guy, but uh-huh. there is an on camera TV opportunity I think you'd be good for. Uh huh. All right. Can you tell me more about what would you think that would be? Okay, well, as you know, the days of discovering things on your own and developing your own appreciation for them are long gone. That's where the new HBO series, The Explainers, comes in. What is The Explainers? Well, I'll nutshell it for you. All right. Here's the scenario. A very normal cubicle worker from middle America sits before a panel of six experts who proceed to lecture him or her on why certain bands, books, and movies are important and why they are required to like and appreciate them. Uh-huh. Sounds fun, right? Yeah. All right, and you—you'd be a great addition to the comedy episode, where you explain to a forty-year-old mother of three pharmacists from Des Moines why Lost in America is funny, and her favorite movie, Ace Ventura, is garbage. So it'd be just lecturing people on why they shouldn't like what they like. Yes, and telling them what they should like. Absolutely, yeah. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Sounds like a real party to just. And I'm sure we're making them feel dumb and bad about the things they do like. Of course, yes. And that there's just no such thing as just, hey, you like what you like, and maybe these are some recommendations that might you might appreciate. It's like, no, we have to try to take away what they do like. They need to learn. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Hey, I know you do some voice work on, um, what's it called? Um... Oh, Steven's Unicorn. Uh-huh, Steven Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think you'd be great in front of the camera in commercials. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I would, it's an avenue I would, I don't know, I guess I would entertain. I, I think you'd be good. Of course, we would need to hide the voice modulator that you're so obviously using. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not using any sort of voice modular. Uh, well, modulator. I've heard that you did. Well, I've I heard did. there's proof of it now. I don't. Okay. Well, look, I um, I just emailed you some sides for two very exciting commercials, and I think they're both right up your alley. Uh-huh. Check your email. Okay, hold on. All right, here we go. Yeah. Do you still use CompuServe? I do, yes. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Okay, so here's... If you're like me, you have uncontrollable diarrhea, literally, at all... No, I'm not... I'm not doing it Sounded that. good. I'm not doing that. You were so, selling it. That's so humiliating. No, I could tell that you actually had it. No, I'm not doing that. 
All right. Oh, that's humiliating. Sorry. All right. Well, there's no way on earth you're going to find the second one offensive. All right. Well, Give it a on. go. All right. Hold on. We see it all the time. A couple is hit hard with unforeseen bills and thrown into economic peril. It's a scary place to find oneself. But there's help out there. This is nice. This is actually kind of positive. Hold on. I You're really good at it. Yeah. I mean, this is. I would. It's. It would be nice to do something that would help. Actually, add to the world and help people. So. Right. That's what this spot's all about. But there's help out there. A flagrant subreverse mortgage is your ticket out of certain uh, penury. No. It's what flagrant sub-reverse mortgages. Yes, have you heard of them? Yeah, I did. I saw a thing on 60 Minutes. Like, they did an LB on 60 Minutes on it, and they're just ruining people's lives. I don't know about that. I thought I thought they get money back from their house. No, it, it comes back to bite them, and they lose everything. Oh. Yeah, well... It, I'm not. Well, I'm not getting involved in this. This is horrible. Okay, man, you're very hard to please. Um, unfortunately, that's the only on-camera work I have for you since Dice passed on you. I I, I floated you to play uh, his Las Vegas mailman Dell, but they said no. So they passed on me. They did, yeah. Uh -huh. Which was very disappointing because literally everybody is on that show. Uh huh. Well, I don't know if everybody is on Dice. I'm on it. You're on the show Dice. Yes, yeah. I play his lawyer, Burl. You know, your associate producer, Mike, is on Dice, too. He plays Barry the bartender. Hold on. Mike, are you on the, the, the Showtime show Dice? Yeah, he is. He said yes. See? Yeah. He, he, I've heard he's great, and, and I've heard that Hollywood is calling him. Hollywood is calling him. Yes, yes, yeah. they are. He's okay. going to be my next superstar. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. I, I I hope he gets. I hope he gets everything he deserves. Well, I I I hope you deserve what I'm about to tell you. Mm -hmm. I'm about to lay on you. What's that? You. What's your name again? I was going to say Tex. It's not Tex, is it? It's not Tex. It's Tom. what is it? Tom. What's the last name? Sharpling. Oh, I thought it was Morgan. No. Okay, anyway. Oh. I, well, you... Yeah? ...are going to be running a major show. Okay, what are you talking about? You are the showrunner for the new Shout Network, comma, Omerda. It's a very exciting show from the mind of Mr. Danny Cernalino. Um, wait, Danny Cernalino, you mean the head of the, not the head of the Cernalino crime family. Look, you know, everybody has a different definition of crime, okay? Uh, well, not in this case. No, that guy's just a, a full-on mobster. He's completely terrifying, and everybody at this point knows what he did to Gus Brennan. You can't prove that. They never found his hands. Uh-huh. Well, look, Rupert, I can tell you right now, there's no way I'm going to run a, a drama show for the Cernalino crime family. No, it's not a drama. I said it's a comma. A comma? Yes. What is a comma? It's a new genre. It, it's kind of like a dramedy, but when the comedy parts happen, there's a, a really loud, flagrant laugh track. 
so like there will be these long dramatic sections very you know very moody etc and then followed by like a horrific torture scene of someone who owes the family money right really disturbing stuff mm-hmm. and then followed by a funny scene with a you know, that flagrant laugh track everyone going crazy laughing and then there'll be like a, a sex scene and you'll hear this hooting and hollering yeah and why would why would there be hooting and hollering because the sex scenes are shot in front of a live audience why Wait, like, do you mean a live audience that would be, like, shot in front of, like, the way those animals who were in the tapings of Married with Children? Yes, but they'd be even more animalistic because they're watching live sex. Ugh. Ugh. I want nothing to do with this. All right, well, word of warning, you're also going to have to deal with protesters every day because the show's flagrantly pro-mob. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rupert, I'm not doing this. You sure as SR. You know why? Why? Because I've already committed you to do it. I signed the deal today. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'm not doing it. There's no way I'm doing it. Look, Terry, you have to do this, okay? I'm in stones deep with the Colonelinos. Uh, okay. I borrowed $2 million from them to get Nikki's music career off the ground with her new single, Let Me... Your... Car. Yeah, I had to bleep most of that title. See, that's the thing. It's like no radio station will play it. Uh huh. Yeah, the video only got aired on, on French Canada's MTV Erotique. Have you seen this? It's really. MTV Erotique? Yes, it's really no. erotic. I kind of like it. Okay, well, I don't know anything about it, and I'm not doing this job, and I'm sorry you're having problems. I'll send you some YouTubes of it. No, I don't care. I don't want YouTubes of it. Well, look, you got to do this because I need the 60% commission I get from it. 60%? Yes, that's no. fair. No, that's I'm, even if you were going to rep me on a thing that I was going to do, 60% is so way beyond what I would pay for a commission oh well i need that money you know yeah, well, times are different now a lot of inflation yeah well i don't know what to tell you i'm not gonna wait what is that rupert what is that what was that what is that sound oh that's the ghost of benny goodman yeah what? i'm i'm tied to a chair in the basement of the newbridge opera house the colonelino said they're going to cut off one of my fingers to show me that they really mean business so wait, this whole time we've been talking, you've been tied to a chair. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably the best shoulder dialer and phone shoulder cradler out there. Uh-huh. I'm really good at it. Yeah, you. I will say yes, you are. I had no idea. Thank you, yeah. Hey, look, I got to go. They're coming, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't feel good about this. And I'll tell you, you better be on set Monday, Todd, okay? There's no way I'm working. Oh, no! Rupert? I guess he's gone. I have no idea. You know what? At this point, I don't know. The thing I'm most hung up about that is I've... The call began with his secretary telling me to hold. But then I got... How did he email me sides if he's tied up? I, I don't know. It's a sick world. 
Sick, sad world out there, Mike. Never forget it. Never forget it, Mike. I know you want to forget. It's my guest here. You want to send him in? What's that? Okay. When he's ready, I'm ready. Let's go back to the phones. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Michelle, the Oreo head from New Jersey. How are you? Oh, my goodness. Michelle, the Oreo fan, the Oreo enthusiast that that is from New Jersey, who you called a couple times to talk about the different flavored Oreo cookies. Yes. And I met you. You did. I met, did I tell you this, Mike? I met Michelle, the Oreo enthusiast, when I saw Joe Perra in concert. Well, it's not, not in concert. It was a... In comedy. In comedy. I saw a performance. And it was, uh... It was very funny. It was. Joe Perra was funny. Joe Firestone was funny. Everybody was very funny. I laughed a lot that night. And you came up to me and said hi. I did. And then we talked about Oreo cookies a little bit. Big surprise. <laughs> right? Yeah. What's going on tonight, Michelle? What? Well, what's tonight? If, if tonight, what, do, you, do you ever find yourself saying, like, tonight is this kind of Oreo cookie? It's that kind of night. Funny you ask that because... Um, When we talked in person, I wasn't sure of what the new Oreo flavor was going to be, and it snuck up on me, and I got my hands on the newest Oreo flavor, and it wasn't that easy to get a hold of. The new Oreo flavor. What is it? What is it? Are you ready for this? You're going to think it's gross, but hear me out. Okay, it's Um, uh, it's peanut butter and jelly Oreos. No, no, no. Listen, you don't understand. I thought they were going to be gross, but they are fantastic. Probably in my top five right now. How much do those taste like chemicals on a scale of they one to They don't. Ten? There's no aftertaste on these. And where'd you get them? Okay, this is, this is a story. So I'm part of, uh, there's a nice Facebook community of uh, Oreo-obsessed people like myself. And uh, these Oreos are only available at Kroger-owned stores, which is not in our area, in the okay. tri-state area. Um, so I just made a post. I was like, hey, you know, I'm willing to do an Oreo swap if anybody's got a Kroger near them. You know, you can send me some PB&J Oreos. I'll send you something. And this really nice lady who I never met before, she was like, yeah, I'll just send you these Oreos. You don't even have to send me anything back. And she, like, paid for shipping. And two days later... I had the PB&J Oreos, and there was just this kind woman who wanted to help a fellow Oreo head out. So you have, you got a whole package of them? Yeah, I got like a full package of them and everything. Because they're from Kroger's, which is what, a a West Coast grocery store chain? I don't know. I think this lady lives in Ohio, so it's it's not this area. They own a bunch of different chain stores, but none of them are in within like any drivable distance so from oreo is actually doing at this point oreo is doing actual regional launches of different flavors of cookies yes this is a thing oh that sounds crazy 
is. It's not. It's really hard for somebody like me who doesn't have access to these stores. I have to rely on the kindness of strangers to hook me up with with the uh, the latest cookies. But you Oreo fans all look out for each other. Yeah, it's a very supportive community. Yeah. That's my safe space. Your safe space is inside an Oreo cookie. No, well, well that, but inside an Oreo fan group on Facebook, I guess, also. If you could do, if you could be any Oreo cookie, what, what cookie would you be, Michelle? Um, probably the Reese's Oreo. The Reese's Oreo. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I, I ate a couple Oreos before the show tonight. I still these things. Oh, what'd you have? I had a couple. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, I like the one where it's half the one vanilla uh, f- side and then the chocolate side. Oh, yeah, heads or tails. Those heads are pretty or, good. Heads or tails, yes. The heads or tails. Those are good. And I had one of these birthday cake ones. I think I'm going to throw up from it. It's not for me. Uh, did you try the golden or the chocolate? One's better than the other. I think I had the golden. Um, that's the better one, so... I don't I'm know. Sorry to I don't hear know that. about these Oreo cookies. I think I think I might not be part of the community of Oreo cookies. You know what? That's fans. that's okay. Well, it's gonna have to be okay because these things make me sick every every time I have one too many, and I only had like three of them, and I felt sick after the third one. We gotta get you into another gross snack. Um, how, what are your thoughts on flavored pop tarts? I can't do that either. I'm not. I'm. I'm. A, you're, I'm, I'm too old for that stuff. I mean, it's killing me. It kills me. I feel sick. I feel nauseous after I eat that stuff. I I'm trying to, like, before I got on, on the air, I was um, watching a video how to make edible cookie dough from cashews. It's supposed to be healthy. That sounds like up your alley. Edible cookie dough? What is it? Yeah, it's like a trendy thing right now. Um, edible cookie dough, like there's no eggs in it. Look, I know. So Mike is I was I was looking up how to make it from like ground up cashews. Is this it's the thing? To be healthy. Is this the thing you were talking about, Mike? You were going to try to do a line of edibles. Is this that's a different thing you were talking about, right? Yeah, a little different. I think Mike and I have different ideas regarding yeah. uh, what edible cookie dough is. Mike wants to do a line of things edibles. Mike's edibles. That would probably make a lot of money. Yeah. You could buy them when you uh, buy the bootleg movies. You get a discount a on good, the... Uh, yeah, that's a good business model. I like yeah. I like his uh, his thinking. You get a bootleg copy of... Uh... What's the latest movie, Mike? The, Did you the get? Emoji Movie. The Emoji Movie? Can you get the a bootleg copy of the Emoji Movie? I can't believe America didn't fall in love with the Emoji Movie to the degree that uh, that we uh, that we uh, did. America uh, did. didn't have hard eye emoji for the Emoji Movie. Yeah, the emoji that we would give to the Emoji Movie was. Uh, I'd like Thumbs a down. refund, please. I'd like a refund. Um, do you want to, uh, you can, you can 
you can say this. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I, I was just like passing you notes. That's okay. The <laughs> you get where I'm going yes, I do. You can oh, hold on. Let me put your mic up. Hey, it's Kevin Corrigan's here. I'm trying to make sense of this. Uh, Hi, Kevin. Uh, hello. This is Michelle from New Jersey. She called like a month or so ago and was talking about these flavored Oreo cookies. Well, Michelle, I think that they should all have a. Um, I think the problem with them all, you know, the whole creamy middle business, which is Oreo and Kit Kat and uh, what's the other one I have on there? Twinkie? Uh, uh, Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Everything has to have like this sort of, you know... Uh, Gooey. Kind of a heavy, you know, carb outside uh, exterior with this uh, creamy inside part, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like all you have to do to become a millionaire billionaire is to is to figure out the next big trend in the in the the uh central filling sure so you have if you look at kitkat you look them up on google and mm-hmm. see variations of kitkat all over the world okay. they actually have like a wasabi flavored kitkat it's a chocolate bar with a wasabi middle Oh yeah, I've seen that online. It's like it's a it's like a Asia. Hobby. It's an Asia exclusive. Could has have you have you had this, Kevin? I no, have. I would love to try it. If anybody wants to send me some, I would I would trade them. So well, we don't have fun Kit Kat flavors here, except like strawberry. But that's kind of gross. Oh, that's gross. That's gross. Like, even I'm admitting that's even, gross. Yeah, you're you're eating peanut butter and jelly Oreos where there's no peanut or jelly. There's no fruit or peanut in in them. It's just. But they nailed it. I'm telling you. They get get yourself to a Kroger, Tom, and get yourself some of these Oreos. They nailed that jelly flavor, and the peanut butter is very reminiscent of a nutter butter. Hey, Dudio, get yourself some wasabi peas. All right. Yeah, Dudio. He bailed. Pat. Pat. He's outside. What is this? Optional? This show? Mike, you come off looking good right now, I tell you. But you don't, because I was going to ask to search something. You don't know how to search anything on the Internet. Just find the closest Kroger's and get in the car. I want somebody to bring me back these peanut butter and jelly Oreo cookies. So, Michelle, yes. we'll talk more about this. This is, a, this is, this is an ongoing discussion. Thank, yeah. Thank you for the call. You're welcome, and uh, check your email. I'm, I'm trying to hook you up with some Mississippi mud pie Oreos. Okay, I know that's what you like. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to provide you with the Oreo hack. So I appreciate it's it. The least yourself. I can do. All right. I got four more of these. All right. You, Kevin, has a uh, it's old school, an old film. disposable camera. I oh, like cool! That. That's yeah. trendy. Yes. Well, or it's trendy, or he found it in his home. And forgot about it. Trying to get the right frame. That's vintage. Yeah. Got a real, uh, what do I got? A real Haskell Wexler here. Fr- long. Framing the shots. Um, thank you, Michelle. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Kevin Corrigan. Bye, ha- Michelle. How are you? Hanging in there. It's good to see you. As always. Good to see you as well. Top actor, national, national act, Kevin Corrigan. National brand outlet.
So that's where we're starting. Where are we going to end up if that's where we're starting? I can only imagine that good suits where there? we're going to go. You, you're very busy. You're very busy. You're acting in all sorts of things. A real busybody. Yeah, you were on, uh, what did I see you on? The Get Down. That was awesome, right? Got down. You got down on I the Get down. down. Yeah. What was that like? It was, uh, it was, uh, well, now that it's been canceled, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um, and I, hopefully, I, I hope that the film, I, I call it a film. There you go. Sure. That's, the, yeah. the, that slip right there tells you a lot. It, yes. It was like working on a film and, uh, um, and, uh, and Baz Luhrmann said as much that you know I got to stop where I, I I am you know whatever he his closing statement on the whole thing when they after they shut it down was like I'm a filmmaker I'm a director and it's it took me away from it you know I had to commit to you know another two years of this and there were films mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure and I was like well then you got yourself into something that was uh, you know every it's all all of this kind of. Uh, you know, flux of of uh, form, sure. F- from films to to TV series and mm-hmm. Netflix and Amazon. And but Hulu he's and all- but he's like when he's doing film, he's he seems like one of the guys who would think when he's doing a film, he's picturing it playing in a theater, like like he wants that thing to be big, and as what. He said those are the nearest towns that have Kroger's. Okay, get out. We're but done talking about that. Get out. Get out. So Go, get out. I'm at the point I'm yelling at you guys now. I just, yeah, I was literally saying, look, look, I love you. Jason, Dudia, his name's Jason, actually. Well, I love you. Love you. I love you too. Get out. Okay. But get out. <laughs> I feel a lot of love in this room. Yeah. So, but these Baz Lorman things, like... He's he Big goes film. forward with these things. There's no there's no small Baz Luhrmann movie. No, he only makes he's made one for every five years. You know, yeah. uh, he makes a film. He is a maximalist. Maximalist, not a minimalist. No. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, very high concept idea, really big, big ambitious uh, project. But here's what it was: it was a. a, a too big a film for too small of an audience. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I got that from a magazine I read today. Okay. Or uh, the online thing. About the get down. There, there was an article about the all the Netflix shows that have been canceled. Okay. I, I, I won't say the other ones because I can't remember them. But um, the, the, the Naomi Watts had a show. They just did she have one? She had. Uh, so there were a few others, and the Get Down was mm-hmm. was one of the big uh, uh, ones that got canceled because yeah. of the, it, it. They it had this sort of, uh, you know, one of the things that it had going for it at one point was that it, it had this reputation for being the most expensive TV show ever made. Yeah, could you feel that? And it wasn't. You, you know, Baz said, "I thought it was the Crown." That the Crown was the most expensive one. The Crown. Which, yeah. Which is, 
But could you feel it was it was up there though? It was like it was a big production. I didn't feel that way about it. But they were shooting in huge. I was like, "Where's all that money?" But they were in huge theaters and like the this, the, like there was some scope to it that a lot of shows don't. There was, there was. There was I mean, you could. Uh, I mean, half these shows. I grew up watching these shows. They watch Alice. And they'd Alice. Be, they'd be. They'd have every fifth episode. They'd be locked in the in the meat locker. To save money. There's a new girl in town. Yeah. Can you believe that was that they took Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, a movie with Harvey Keitel plays one of the most psychopathic characters in cinema history, and then they're just like, maybe this is a sitcom. Yeah. Like, let's take Harvey Keitel's character from the movie yeah. and make him into the, into, uh, uh. I, I think they wrote Hold that. on. We're, let's, let's. Let's just put him over here in this other yeah. – let's put him in this other show that we're going to make called One Day at a Time. And we'll make him the super, but we won't make him such a psychopath. But they kept Vic Tay back. He carried over. Mel. He did. He carried over. From uh, the movie from to the, the – yeah. Yeah, he was almost – he's like kind of uh, – uh, you know, he had that sort of uh, Ron Howard presence, you know, like in American Graffiti or mm-hmm. Wolf Mad Jack or something. You, you see him in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Alice doesn't live here anymore. It's yeah. like, Alice, hey. Yeah. Ah. And then you see him on the TV and it's like, oh, sometimes the, these sort of very uh, musky kind of uh, a lot of texture kind of uh, to them, these film actors. Yeah, these character actors. They're lit in a way yeah. on, in films where when then you see them on television, it's like mm-hmm. – it's like, like yeah, it's like the like the the texture gets kind of washed out on video. It, it's it becomes like like this version of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding up a, a a plastic box with a with a an action figure doll in it. Yeah, of uh, Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. And remember, so they made that. They probably have like a a, a Schneider doll. You know, one oh, one kill. day at a one day at a time. A doll, the tool Wouldn't belt? that be, Don't you think one must exist? Could you imagine? There's probably some kid somewhere making his uh, G.I. Joe doll fight with his Schneider doll. There has to be right a, 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 several cases of that happening. What doll did you play with as a kid, Kevin? What was your go-to doll? Evil Knievel with the crank thing and the motorcycle flip. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. I didn't have that one. You didn't have that? My, my cousins had that one. I okay. had these really cool-ass cousins. Yeah. You know. The haves and the have-nots. Oh, they, and they, right? they, they, but, you know, they had, what they had that I didn't have was cool. Yeah. They were just super cool. But you, but look at you now. Look at the, like, I'm, I'm you sure know, f- what I mean by yeah, that yeah. is when they had the, the uh, Evil Knievel. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was this doll. You put him yeah. on the motor. Evil Knievel is the bendy Evil Knievel. Put him on the motorcycle. Hooked up to this little, this little, uh, this little uh, kind of like launching pad where you would crank this handle like. And then you'd hit, then you'd let it go and the motorcycle would peel off. Peel off. It would peel off, and they would use like Kiss Alive Two as a ramp. Yeah, and it would jump uh, a, a whole like a, a section, a, a whole like parade of seventies uh, toys, like a Rock'em yeah. Sock'em yeah, uh, robots, and like yeah. uh, the, he he would have all his like Planet of the Apes sets, you know. Sure. The, all, all the little mini uh, 
place it, and, and and they they, they, they evil, can evil jump off a kiss record over all those things, yeah, and come down on the other side uh, into a into a, a bowl full of uh, quick <laughs> <laughs> strawberry quick. No, never. Uh, make <laughs> no. it. <laughs> no, what? And what was your toy though? You, you're watching your cousins play with evil, making evil can evil jump a ramp on a kiss alive too. I was like either listening to Donny Osmond mm-hmm. or or um, Totally Hot by Olivia Newton John. Okay, but you didn't have toy by that. You were just not a toy kid. I, no, I did have some Planet of the Apes dolls. I had, okay. uh, you know, that's what when I saw this right here, I picked it up. I was like, mm-hmm. Is that Brent from Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Oh, uh, that's Mark no, Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg. Okay, yeah. gonna, remember when that back. movie? Remember when they made that? And then that. But but America has has it's like a mass memory wipe where it's just like the Planet of the Apes world goes from the seventies to current day. And that didn't happen now. There was no two thousand two Planet of the Apes movies where Paul Giamatti was an ape. Oh, they should I would get a Paul Giamatti doll. Can you, you do know. an impression of Paul Giamatti as an ape? Ah, uh, yeah! <laughs> you know, like I saw... I, I know, that was as close as like... So he... Um, that, I thought he was very good in that film. I thought he was the best part of that... Planet about that movie, to be honest. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have much use for the film generally. Sure. But if I was going to say anything kind about it... It was would, Paul Giamatti it, as the ape. He was fabulous in that film. Can you imagine sitting in that chair getting ape makeup put on you for four hours? And that wasn't, they weren't even using the um, the stuff that uh, um, Caesar has now. Um, no, he didn't have tennis balls all over his face. Right, they didn't have balls. that. So Paul Giamatti and the other actors. Mm-hmm. And look, that guy, can that guy actually act Andy Serkis? I could do what that guy does. You put me in a thing with ping pong balls all over, I go, hoo, 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 hoo. You don't think I could do this? Be like, ah, like, like I'm scared. I go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ah, fire, it's, or whatever the apes do in that. It's very theatrical. Because people would be like, oh, he should be nominated for an Oscar. It's like, really? He plays apes in every movie. He's well, King that, Kong. He's uh, apes in the Planet of the Apes. You know who should have been in it? This is who Oscar. should have been in it. And and they, they, I hear that this is the last one. Then they're gonna they're not gonna make any more. Come on. They're going to keep making these things. They have to have as the lead in the next uh-huh. movie yeah. as an ape is yeah. William H. Macy. That's, that's who should be the He'd next. He'd be a good ape. William Ape Macy. William Ape Macy. He's going to change his <laughs> name just for the... I for write the... for Mad Magazine now. I should tell you. that That's... Uh... No, I'm kidding. That's that's the level of William Ape Macy. What? There you go. Because, look, I'm doing this. You're here. This, this, I'm doing this in front of New York cinema now, Hollywood. I gotta, I'm bringing these, bringing some limp joke like William Ape Macy in front of this right now. I'm it's never a, gonna get it's to a hang. groaner. I'm not gonna get to hang out. No, no, with no. The, I, I just Michael I, Rappaport now. I got a couple of emails. I'll from, never meet from an Uncle today. No, 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 no. no. They, they, they'll, they'll still come. Don't worry about that stuff. You know, everyone's a bad comedian mm-hmm. at heart. You know, there, there are very few like. Uh, you, you you listen. Um, I'm going to take one of these cards. By all means, take one of those Beach Boys trading cards. Here, open a pack. Maybe you get a Mike Love rookie. Who knows? <clears throat> see what see what's in there. 
Beach Boys autographs. Trading cards. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have Kevin Corrigan here. He, uh, you know him from so many different things. Like, what do you get recognized most for? I would say probably, let me see if I can guess. Pineapple Express. Grounded for Life. Yeah. Go on. Well, uh, ground, uh, Pineapple Express, Grounded for Life. Speaking of Grounded for Life. Yeah. My friend Jeremy and I, I got, he met me at Journal Square, okay? okay. He yeah. came from a different part of Jersey. Yeah. Uh, in an Uber and met me there. Yeah, don't and give then the address out, but. We just were looking across the street at yeah. this place called the Journal Square, um, bar. Yeah. You know what that was? Is that where Jimmy Hoff is buried? No. But you know what's right around there? Tube bar. Tube bar? You know the tube bar? Red. Remember the prank phone calls? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. That was Jersey City. That bar. It was right over there. Tube bar. Yeah, that's where that happened. It was a Jersey City bar. Well. We right have, in that neighborhood. That That is, that. that's some neighborhood. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you have to you, tell you. me. <laughs> you have to tell me. I'm here every week. I'm not on the set of uh, The Get Down eating uh, the shrimp. uh However, you're, however, how do you want your shrimp today, Kevin? Uh, uh, what do you get? First thing on the set, you walk on the set. What do you get? Breakfast burrito, shrimp scampi, <laughs> for, so and you, you keep them on their toes. No, that's six a.m. Yeah. yeah, I'll get shrimp scampi for lunch. Clams casino. Okay, and 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 for dinner, if I'm still there, yeah, which I often was. They, yeah, they they worked us for like twenty hours at a time on the get down. Yeah, yeah, but they always fed us like. You know, lobster bisque, mm-hmm. shrimp scampi, yeah, Clams Casino, yeah. We were sure. That's how they they just kept us going. We, so it was we, food from the seventies. We 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 also. were su- sustained on a mm-hmm. diet of um, you know clams, mm-hmm. casino, and keep um, you, keep your energy up. Oysters Rockefeller. A lot of a lot of yeah. And what would you drink? A, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of oyster Rob protein. <laughs> we would have Harvey Wallbangers. What were you drinking? <laughs> Tom Collins. Tom Collins. Pictures yeah. of it. Yeah, where's the Tom Collins Pictures mix? Pictures of Tom Collins. Can we got a twenty on the the Tom Collins mix. Can we fly in a uh, Harvey Wallbanger for fly. Uh, Kevin? Fly. Just fly in a picture. Funnel it in. <laughs> Funnel it in. Yeah, Baz wants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Baz wants a Rob Roy. Uh, can we fly in a Rob Roy for Baz? He's over Video Village. And it would happen magically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, look, the get down, it, it's, it's, I think, I love it because I think it's just so, whatever, some people would like complain about the things. I thought the things that people were complaining about were the attributes of it. That it was oversized and it was big and it was ridiculous in a way, but all his things have that element of just, being oversized and kind of nuts. I think that's a great thing. It's uh, there's not enough things that are just nuts. I never read one review that perfectly described the show or that mm-hmm. even came close to describing a quarter of the things about the show mm-hmm. that made it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh um there was just overviews all the time, yeah. overviews and and they just jammed every it was just a giant it was all the elements were there and it's like yeah stuff's gonna spill over and be a little messy here and there but that's the i think there's that's the beauty of the thing 
is when stuff's messy. Absolutely. It's like a, you know, like a French dip. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, Can we fly in a French dip for... Uh, for Baz, can we get a French dip in here in a bottle of... Uh, um, port. A, port. Port. Now you, that was then, this is now. Now you're on Dice, which is the show starring Andrew Dice Clay. Well, it's starring you. It's in, it's named after Andrew Dice Clay. It's, it's, a, lot, it's, a, it's a lot of stars in it. Season two starts when? A couple weeks? Well, they only they already have uh, the the pilot out. Mm-hmm. You can watch it, yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. And they have the other six episodes are, are dropping on Sunday, okay, August twentieth. All right, and it's it's uh, Andrew Dice Clay. It's like a it's like a like it's a, like a heightened version of what that what his life is like in Vegas with his kids and his uh, girlfriend and his pals. And you play Milkshake, one of his pals. Yes. And you're really good on it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. You are. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I, I Yeah, listen. It's coming out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Six episodes. You can watch the first episode yeah. now. You I can, already did. I already watched Did it. you watch? Yes, I did. Now, that episode is called It's a Miserable Life. Yeah. And it's a... A take on uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Yes, Frank Capra. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know that movie, right? Sure, everybody, yes. everybody out there yeah. knows. There's, there's nobody out yeah. that that doesn't know. Yeah, what of I'm course, there's everybody knows it. The re- reference. Yeah. To, uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a miserable life is the title of the pilot episode of mm-hmm. Dice Season Two, mm-hmm. and it's uh, every, everything that you might. He's he's like the the Jimmy Stewart of the half hour. Yeah, yeah. He, he it's it's like a what if. Kind of for for dice. That's right. The road less traveled <laughs> by him. By dice, exactly. What's he like, dice? I'm, he scares me. I told you. I, I texted you one night. I was at a thing, and he was at it. And I said, "Go just say hi." And I was scared. I was five feet away from him. I couldn't do it. I was not kidding when I was like saying, "Go just just yeah. say hello." Yeah. Tap your shoulder, yeah. just introduce mm-hmm. yourself, do whatever you have to do to, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, make your presence known. He's not going to, he's not going to be scary. He's not yeah. going to be like a, but, but I, but you know what? I don't know that. I, but I told he, you, he, he might've been very frightening. A it's, friend of mine. Might've backfired. A friend of mine went up to, he went to the comedy store and he was seeing that he saw his friend in the parking lot. Oh, I'm going to go say hi to my friend who's a comedian at the com, who performs at the comedy store regularly. He goes up to say hi to him and, uh, the friend and the guy, his friend's talking to someone else and he sees, and he sees it's Dice as he's walking up to him and he goes, uh, hey to his friend and then Dice turns to him and he goes, what do you want? Walk away. And then he goes, well, I just want to say hi to you. Walk away. And then I, that was, that was echoing in my mind as I'm going to get told to walk away. Walk away. That could have... I'd be like, but Kevin Corrigan, walk away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't guarantee that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I know, but that's why, that's why I chickened out. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was scared. I want to get yelled at by Andrew Dice Clay in front of all these people. The charity thing. It's a Chris Angel charity show. 
Every right. it was like a who's who. I'm telling you, I'm going to go and yell that in front of Tom Green and Flavor Flav, Blue Man Group, have them all laughing at me. That's right. I don't want that. I don't want Lance Burton and Terry Fader laughing at me. You get don't Robin want. Leach. Robin, you don't want that. He was there, Vince Neil. Yeah, you don't want that to happen in yeah. front of Vince Neil. I was there, and then I was like, maybe I'm in hell, and I maybe I just. Maybe I died and did, it turns out I did stuff wrong. I'm like, who am I here with? Oh, I'm here with Blue Man Group, Robin Leach, Vince Neal. Yeah, I think I died and went to hell. And then I pinched myself. I realized I was still there here on our, our, our plane for the time being. Yes. So and no one told you to walk away. Yeah. I, 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 he might have told me that once. He told you to walk away? Just walk away. It might have happened. Does he test you like that? Does he test people? He play with them a little bit? Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gives bit, you the business. Things get a little touchy. Uh-huh. Things get a little tense mm-hmm. on the set. Yeah. But there's a lot of, you know, like you got Natasha Leggero. You've got, yeah. like, Dice. You've got... Yeah, she's great. Yeah, you know, she's not taking any shit from anybody. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not taking any shit from anybody. Yeah. And then you got, like, all these fucking... I'm thinking about John Paniliano and uh-huh. everybody's telling me go fuck myself. What is the fuck? For Midnight Run. Let's talk about Midnight Run. We gotta Run. watch the cursing though because it's a family show. Oh, I'm sorry. That's alright. It's a family show. It's okay though. Don't worry about it. No, but uh, we just I, tried I, it on rev- we try not to revel in uh, it. Look, uh, let me, let me, I'm, I'm gonna win you all back, okay? By saying this. I'll say this about, yeah. about Dice. Yeah. He's a family man and that ain't no, I'm not kidding about that. Yeah. Now there are a lot of, People in the culture, yeah, way up in the culture, yeah, yeah, yeah. way up in the culture, yeah. who, who want everybody to think that they're a family man and they mm-hmm. look out for their family and they mm-hmm. look out for, and they're looking out for you, yeah. you're their fellow countrymen, yeah, who they preside over and all this. Working uh-huh. yeah, and yeah. There's a guy who really means that, and there's a lot of people who really mean that, but uh, who, who, what by that I mean who, who are sincere in their in their uh, expressions of uh, familial passion, compassion, mm-hmm. uh, connection, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, and and I, I it's, uh, and and Andrew is one of those individuals. He's an actual family guy. He has his a, kids are in rock band. Man, I I mean I, I his 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 children turned out. Fine, very. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they were more than fine. They mm-hmm. just, um, you know, I, 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 I try. I ad libbed that in a scene in the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of threw it in. I was like, because I had gotten to know them. You know, mm-hmm. Max and Dylan, and 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 I, I was like, I was like, can I be a? Can I? Can I be like the honorary third brother here? This is fucking great. You guys, mm-hmm. they, these guys are great. You know. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, I had to turn to Andrew at one point, you know, mm-hmm. and say, that's, they didn't get that way by themselves. Yeah. I mean, people do grow up on, we do grow up, we do raise ourselves to some degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that was the case, you know, not counting, you know, the influence of the uh, the, the maternal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, uh, but I, I think, you know, in spite of what... Uh, you may think, and 
the show goes into all of this. The mm -hmm. the show Dice goes into everything that you might think about Dice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and indulges mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. presumptions. Okay. And plays with those presumptions mm -hmm. and shows you uh, a bit of of um of uh you know all all his sides. Mm -hmm. And then it, it and then it kind of comes back to earth and through this sort of kaleidoscope of this f fractured images of him i i'm trying to you know uh, give uh, a give a a, so a, a, a highfalutin you know a description of the show actually that pilot episode is quite fellini-esque i would mm -hmm. say it's yeah. uh, it's it's got uh an eight and a half kind of you know he uh I know that that's coming from someone who doesn't watch anything. I don't have any other points of references, uh, reference besides you know the Twilight Zone from the '60s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Bonanza. Bonanza. You watched Bonanza, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. These were all the shows you watched. Yeah. Season uh, thirty-three of Gunsmoke. That's right. I I I I, I was uh, late in the game, but uh -huh. I did catch some of yeah. Matt Dillon. Yeah. I, I did know who yeah. Matt Dillon was, yeah. and it wasn't the guy from, you know, My Bodyguard yeah, no. or the Flamingo Kid. It was the guy from Gunsmoke. Yeah. I'm telling you, My Bodyguard, that's a great movie. I'm not going to disagree with you about that. That movie? Yeah. It's Moody's bike now. Oh. Remember that? Oh, they man. threw his bike. It's Moody's bike now. Yeah, hey, what, is, what do you got there? Is that, what do you got? What is this, your magazine, your tough magazine? Yeah. What is that? Uh, it's your bike, your tough bike. What right. do you think about this? You and I become bodyguards for kids, right? What about this? Kevin Corrigan, comma, sh showbiz bodyguard. And suddenly, the guy who you've seen him shoot people in movies, and he's showing up at your middle school now. Yeah. And he's going to help. He's going to shut down some bullies. That's the guy from Superbad. Yeah. It's the guy from Superbad. Right? Yeah. It's the guy from Superbad. It's the guy from... Those would be like, that's the guy from uh, Results. Like a weird kid might be like, wait, is that the guy from Results? The the one kid who knows that <laughs> movie, right? That's the guy from Results. And then I'm like, yeah, come here. Where you run? Get over here. Get the fuck. <laughs> Get over here. Where are you going? Huh? Yeah. Where are you running? And then remember, remember Matt Dillon in that movie? He was like, what are you, huh? Oh, oh, you want to, you want to eat something? Eat this. And he reaches into the toilet bowl for like a, a like a, he, he fills a cup of, uh, yeah, like yeah, a plastic yeah, cup yeah, up with toilet water. Right. And then, and then Chris Meek makes, make peace. Yeah. Like slaps it yeah. out of, Woody out the Wabbit. <laughs> Right, Woody the Wap. Woody, Woody the Wap. You know, that guy, what about that guy? He just got, he just went to see Groundhog Day, right? He just yeah. went to see Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. He he got emotional while he was watching it. Mm -hmm. we, and we celebrate this man. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. And he, he, he there's someone who deserves to be celebrated. Yeah. How come he's not the president? Why, why, don't, you, why don't you run for president? Why don't you and Dice run? Clay Corrigan, the ticket. Clay Corrigan, twenty twenty. That could happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, we'll 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 run against. You can vote for we'll, me we'll, now. We're gonna run against Robert yeah. Ritchie in the in the uh, yeah. uh, run run for yeah. uh, 
He'll be like Detroit senator or whatever. He'll be like in the debates. He'll be just like, you know, my. He'll be like, <laughs> I'm over here. He'll be like, my opponent said, I don't know why you want to go and raise taxes. I just thought if we could raise taxes on the poor. Huh? You dunce. We can vote for me now, or you can vote in an hour. Back. Get it? You can go to the booth and vote now, or you can vote in an hour. Back. Get it? <laughs> I can guarantee you I'm going to be the last one out of here. That, doesn't he say that on that record? He's like, the Day the Laughter Died. Yeah, right. He's one like, of the greatest albums ever recorded <laughs> of any form not just comedy because this is the thing with that album now we're, we're not just here to talk about it. first of all do you have dice's number in your phone do you call him do you ever call him you text with him what do you do i i can text him right now and see if he if he gets back to oh, me. could you imagine because this album he does the day the laughter died he's at the peak of his fame he's playing all these meatheads at madison square garden he goes and does this show. Just it just says comedy outside of Dangerfields. <laughs> Not his fans. He does it at a Christmas crowd in New York. And then these people just come in and they're just seeing they're not fans of him. And then on top of it, he doesn't do any prepared material. And then he records it and puts it out as a double CD. Where there's stretches in there where it's so quiet. Where he's like, that, that. And then he starts doing this thing, this hour back, get it. Where he runs this thing that is a non-existent joke so far past where a joke should go that it becomes the funniest thing you've ever heard. You know. We you? could do this fast, or we could do this in an hour. Back. Get it? <laughs> Does he ever do that wife voice to you? He did. He very rarely, but the times that he that he has done it, I I've been like, oh my god, oh. <laughs> That's... I just thought we could go look at the tree. It kind of... Re- oh, God. Huh? You want to see the tree? Uh, look out the window, you dunce. So, you texted Dice. I'm texting him now, you know. I, 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 I That's why there's, like, all this silence, you know, because I'm not... <laughs> Who else do you have on your phone? Who you had you got? Who else is on? Let me. Who else do you have on your phone? James Legros. You have him on your phone, right? I do. Should I call him? He's good. Yeah. Let's see what Dice says. Look, I just want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to Dice. Mike. If Dice calls, hang up on him. You tell him to call back in an hour. If Dice calls, Mike, you tell him you call back in an hour. Hey, look. Back. Get it. <laughs> There you go. What's that? Is that the uh This is your book. I, I signed book. it. Yeah? Yeah, you want to see Thank what you. I did? I do. 
We have a guest book here. It's it's signed by everybody who's been on the show. Oh wow, you tra- you drew the Henry Rollins. That's fantastic. I'm surprised no one ever did that. No, I, nobody I, did it. I, I thought that was the uh, the whole idea. Yeah. I've looked into the abyss, and the abyss has looked into me, and neither of us liked what we saw. Now, how do you act? How do teach me how to now, act? That's that's uh. Well, this is all you have to do to act is is just to know who to rip off. Okay. So that is lifted from uh, Brother Theodore. Yeah, the great late great Brother Theodore. Did you ever see him? I never saw him live. I, I mean, I saw him when he would be on Letterman. I would see, and he was he was so great. Yeah. And then he kind of got, look, I love David Letterman, but, but when you go take a guy like that and you just make him seem like he's like, like a, like he's, like he's no different than Larry Bud Melman or something. It's like, no, this brother Theodore is, is like next, he's like on a higher plane. That's right. But then to make him like he's just a boob who, who <laughs> you're giving at, cause who doesn't have access to a television network and he's going to take it and go on and rant. And you try to make like he's just a buffoon, right? It's like right. with Danny Aiello. He always, he never, Scorsese never puts in the movies. He says he's a buffona. A buffona? Buffoon. Yeah, he's a buffoon. Oh, how can you say that? Danny Aiello said he's a buffona. That's why he doesn't put him in the movie. Uh, now, he had that scene in a... <laughs> You know, they won't put me in the movie. For Apache the Bronx. Mike. Hey, Mike. I, I gotta say, Mike, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very, par- my throat's very, very, very parched. Mama, Mama Sita, please bring me, oh, yeah. please bring me, uh, uh, beverage and bring, you bring Kevin, uh, a, 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 a beer, please. I call Mike Mama Sita now from, uh, the feud. Joan and Betty and Joan. Oh. Joan Crawford's... Uh, that looks like a good show. It was good. It was great. How long was it? Now it's... Uh, it's, it's well, it's just it was a limited A limited series. Series. Yes. And it was... It was great. They were all... Everybody was great on it. Susan Sarandon was great. and Jessica Lange was, Lang was great. Jackie Hoffman was great on it. She's oh. nominated for an Emmy. Oh. Yes. Oh. Are you taking the scenic route? Right? What are you? What are you tweeting? Live tweeting it? It's, it's six feet away. Why am I so mad at everybody? I don't know. So, well, thank you. Mike. so angry about. Mike, thank you. You're all right. APMike.bandcamp.com. Everybody, how's the show going? Look, he can't see. Give me, give me uh, one to five. Hold up, hold it up past the door. I can't, I can't see. One to five. Four. Okay, good. Four. Could be a five. Could be a five. Mike wants more. Cur- no, no, Mike, get out. Kevin Corrigan, the, 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 the actor who's worked for so many directors. You worked for Martin Scorsese, Marty, as some call him. You've worked for. Uh, you I, worked for one of the Jerky Boys, Kamal. You were in a movie he directed. That's right. I've worked with Kamal a few times. A few times. Good guy. You have Kamal on your phone. I have Kamal on my phone. I should easily tell him. Now I'm having reception trouble. But yes, I've worked with Kamal several times. It, I have uh, this maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I've I've worked multiple times 
with uh, many people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you the, I, I have to compile a list of mm-hmm. here are the people I've worked with twice. Here are okay. the people I've worked with three times. Here are the people I've worked with six times. Here are the people I've worked with. Who have you worked with the most, directing-wise? Who, who have you gone back again and again? <laughs> not that, not, and no, we're not talking about law, uh, we're not talking about television, Grounded for Life, where you worked with, you probably directed, directed 50 episodes of it. Cinema. In the cinema, uh, I have, uh, worked with Federico Fellini more than any of, uh, the other directors that I've worked with. <laughs> Long, relationship. Uh-huh. A long relationship that we've had. Yeah, with, with Fellini, of course. Yes, 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 yes. We've worked on uh, many films together. Uh. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> so you hey, were. You know what? What's that? Go ahead. I, I just want to say. I just want to just. Yeah, yeah. For no reason, plug uh, Scorsese's movie, uh, um, My Voyage to Italy. Okay. Now, if you haven't seen it, uh-huh. you should, because um, mm-hmm. you'll be, then you'll want to see every movie that he references in it. Okay. <sighs> Which is all these Italian films. Mm-hmm. Now, what is this movie, Voyage to Italy? Voyage to Italy. My Voyage to okay. Italy. My, My Voyage. Uh, you know, so he had a movie called My personal journey through american films yes uh which was his personal journey through american films mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great clips and references to um, american films that were important to scorsese in his growing up and in throughout his uh life and uh um it's very entertaining okay and so and then my voyage to italy is even better okay uh, as you go into uh, his exploration of uh, Italian cinema, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, I mean, I'm going to take another one of these Beach Boys. By cards. all means, let us know who you got out of the pack for the Beach Boys cards. Um, I have to say, I'm looking for a John Stamos rookie. I keep getting all these group shots. Oh, here's one of Bruce Johnston by himself. Oh, we Dennis Wilson by himself. <sighs> Yes. You got a Dennis Wilson card. There Look, you go. That's all yours. There he is. That's him in full uh, Pacific Ocean looks blue like, mode. He looks like David Lee Roth. Yeah. He was like a... I'm keeping this. Yeah? Do you ever feel like you're just from the wrong era? you ever feel like that? Like you, were, like you should have been in a different time period? Because I do. And I, but I want to hear what you think about that. I want to hear what you think about that. But I'll tell you what I think of that first. Mm-hmm. I think that I've always wanted to be in the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. Okay. I wanted to be in that van. Okay. Who was that? William Devane was the coach in that one? Well, that's who they they uh, that's who Jackie O'Haley is searching for. I can't remember whether it's his father or something. Because mm-hmm. it was, it was uh, Walter Matthau was in the yeah. first one. Then it was who, who did he do the second one or was it William Devane? William Devane. Okay. Yeah. Then you had Bob Watson from the Astros. He comes out and you yeah. know let, let the, them let the, play. Let the kids let them. Yeah. That's right. He gets everybody to say let them play, but you hear him go let the kids play. 
<laughs> he kind of says it in a musical way. Because the kids are they're getting to play a little league game in the Houston Astrodome in, before, like before an Astros game or something. And then they're saying they're only going to play two innings or something. They try to interrupt the game. Yeah. And they end up chasing Tanner all over the yeah, the infield. That's right. That little creep runs all over the, the place. Little blonde creep from yeah. you know uh, yeah. Santa Monica or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, you ever feel though with bad news bears that just like it was one of those things where like they weren't good, but we're rewarding them somehow. They're just like they're just like winning everything, and they get every opportunity, even though somewhere there's a team that's actually like deserving of that slot. Who it's like. Sorry, guys, you can't play at the Astrodome. Why? Oh, the Bad News Bears are playing in the thing. Are they good? Oh, they must be good at baseball. No, they're terrible, but they're just kind of sleazy also. And they kind of snaked you guys out of the gig. They were like the animal house of, uh, uh, you know, what, what, they were younger than the yeah. guy. They were co- not college age. They were like uh, grammar school kids, yeah. right? Think about Stripes. Movie Stripes. There's some, these, these, these nitwits. These misfits. Yeah. Somehow they're getting like, they're getting all the glory. But there's like, there's a legitimate top-notch soldier somewhere who just got jobbed out of an opportunity because this party guy is, is, is charming his way through the system. Right. Isn't that what's wrong with everything? When that is what's about? wrong with everything. And you know what we're talking about? We're talking about National Lampoon. You ever see that that, that movie about National Lampoon? Documentary. Very good documentary the, film the, about, about National Lampoon. About Animal House? The documentary? It's a, well, it's about Wait, the, that it's was about, a documentary? Well, it was about, they made a, a documentary film about the magazine. Yes, I saw that. that which was... led to the movie. And, yeah. and so you have, you know, the question that you just mm-hmm. asked. You know, well, why can't it be, you know, the lovable loser who Mm -hmm. gets to be the president or something? Mm -hmm. And this, this idea has caught on over the years, right? You got like, especially in the seventies, that's where you first began to see it. Mm -hmm. The bad news bears and slap shot and animal house. And it's like, and they even say in animal house, now this this is nothing like, you know, when, when George Bush became the president, Mm -hmm. we, it, it, you you could look back on Animal House then mm-hmm. in 2002, yeah. and there's a scene where, you know, where they they sum up at the end where they, what happened where everybody, to everybody, yes. and you see John Blutowski, Bel- Bel- yeah, Belushi driving along in his convertible. He's the one yeah. who finally gets the the, the hot blonde at and, the end, yeah. and he's like a like a senator, a senator, or yes, yeah. Now that was it was funny then it was mm-hmm. it was like a, someone uh, you know Michael O'Donohue or somebody thought that was a great joke and it was yeah. yes and now and we're actually in that world we're in so. it we are in that world yeah now what would you say about quite literally my favorite thing about Animal House and not no movie the movies don't do this now look Animal House it ends in the in the way that I think is the, maybe the greatest ending of any movie where they just where they lose and they say if we're going to lose we're going to ruin everything for everyone <laughs> which is maybe the most beautiful way you could ever end a movie it's just like we lost we lost so what we're going to do everyone loses and we're going to ruin this entire town and this entire college they're going with us Right into the tank. That's right. And you get, you get like a June, what's her name? She's going to, you can take your thumb out of my ass anytime now, Carmine. 
that was the uh, the the Dean Dean Wormer's wife. Right. Yes. And and you have the the guy who was the I, the real genius behind uh, uh, National Lampoon. What was his name? Doug uh, Kenny. Doug Kenny. He the movie. he he's yes. the guy who's like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do, yes. you Stork. morons? Stork. Stork. He Stork and in the movie. Stork is the guy who jumps out in front of the marching band. Yeah. And he he starts he to lead. The baton. He he's wearing a like a like an overcoat like a like a yeah. perv you know. Yeah. And he shoves. And he, oh, that's he, he walks them into the alley. <laughs> he walks them into the alley. He leads them astray deliberately. Yeah. And the entire marching band just keeps they, going. They just keep marching into that dead end. <laughs> yeah, until they they crash into each other with trombones. Right, and <laughs> but could you make a movie now? Where if I were I said, this movie, if they made they remake Animal House and they'd be like, well we gotta save the school, like they'd be saving the school in, and now they'd be just like, this developer's gonna take over the school. We gotta save the, even though we're the black sheep of this, we're gonna save the school and be the. They would say that's what they would be doing. It no, the school's gonna keep going on. These these bums. Are going down with the ship, so they're going to take the school with them right into the toilet. <clears throat> right, Mike? You remember Animal House, Mike? Who did you relate to most in that? Greg Marmalard, probably. Right? You're like a Greg Marmalard type. Which one was he? He was the, uh, the, like the, he's like, you're a sneaky little F. You figure it out. Remember with, he was like the, he was like the frat guy, like the, the square jawed. Oh, that guy. Yeah. He's like, let the undesirables figure it out or yeah. something like that. He was the guy that the, the Dean Wormer turned to to say, like, like, I need you to, to infiltrate these, like, the, like, hurt these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. You got Kevin Bacon in there, right? He's, Kevin Bacon's in there. You got, uh, um, you got what's his Tim name? Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson's in there. You got Peter Rieger. Peter Rieger. Peter Rieger is the one who goes up to, 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 uh, Ka- Stephen Allen. First, Flounder, oh, yeah, yeah. and looks at his tie and goes, 90% rayon! <laughs> or something like that. 100% rayon! You've got Stephen Bishop playing his guitar on the stairs, like, oh. I bought my love. A chicken <laughs> that had yeah. no bones. I gave, I, saw, I gave my love a story that had <laughs> no end. I get right, and then John Belushi smashes Smash. the guitar. Yes, are those is what are those are the formative movies of your life? That the Animal House clearly, absolutely. What's another one? Zapped. Did you ever see Zapped? I didn't see Zapped. Scott Bayo, Willie Ames. I know it. I know it. Yeah. I saw Animal House and Zapped in a double feature. I was un- so underage. I've, I was so underparented. I don't know what. First of all, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to the movies to see what. I'd be like, well, I don't know. I would like, I don't know what movie I'm going to see. I don't know. Like my parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's there fine. There's so much freedom back then. Yeah. You could just like- and I just go to the theater. They would sell a ticket to anyone. A four-year-old could have walked into that thing. Back then, they would have sold tickets. I remember going, I went to, for my birthday once. I went to the movies. My mother drops me off at the theater. I just watched movies all day. First movie, Road Warrior. I go. had to have, I, I must have been 13 at the time. 14. 
Yeah, one for Road Warrior, please. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just tell not any, you know this is a, 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 a movie's rated R, right? We can't, I can't sell you a ticket to Road Warrior. No, one for Road Warrior? Okay, that'll be uh, five fifty. You go see, okay, I'm going to see Road, go see Road Warrior now. And the night ended. Class of 84, I saw. One of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Class, Come on, teach. Class of 1984. Yeah. Come on, teach. You know him, Vince Van, uh, Vince Van Patten? Do you know him? I, I know uh, Tim Van Patten. Is Vince Van Patten? Tim, no, that would be Tim Van Patten, not but, Vince. But, but no, no, no. Uh, Vince is, was he the, the, uh, the dad on Eight is Enough? Vince Van Patten was the dad, but his, but, but Tim Van Patten was the hoodlum in the movie. Oh yes, yeah. and he kind of he looked a little bit like Chris Penn. Yeah, he had that kind of yeah. like. Chris Penn was in. He was not in that. He was in Death Wish Three, though. Chris Penn was. Yeah, because because Tim Van Patten was in the White. Shadow. No, no, was Chris, the White Shadow. No, Alex Winter was in Death Wish Three, not not Chris Penn. Okay, no, wait. You Ted have, from uh, Bill and Ted, or Bill? I don't know which one he was. Is either Bill or Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Not Willie Ames. Not Williams. He was in, uh, he was in Zapped and, uh, was also on Charles in Charge with, uh, him and Scott Bale. Apparently, that was apparently our Laurel and Hardy and we didn't know it the whole time. These guys worked together for 14 years. They were unappreciated straight. in that time. I remember when Williams went Over on. this time. He went on Celebrity Fit Club. Williams went on that, on Celebrity Fit Club and yeah. like, they wouldn't, he didn't answer the door for the thing and then like he didn't show up so they went to his house and he was just like, he was so mad. He's just like, I am so in the flesh that you guys showed up at my house and he kept saying over and over, I am so in the flesh right now. I cannot believe you would do this. Show up at my house. I'm so in the flesh. I was just like, in the flesh? The time I heard that was Pink Floyd. So you had like that guy and Jackie Earl Haley competing mm-hmm. for roles yeah. in the late 70s, yeah. early 80s. And the Jackie 80s. Earl Haley can actually act. Yes, but he 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 dropped out for so long. Yeah, he was gone. They uh, came back for the, the child molester thing. Was it Little Children? Little Children and yeah. uh, uh, the, the – uh, it, was, it was Sean Penn who plucked him, mm-hmm. pulled him back into yeah. – uh, Do you know him? You know Jackie Earl Haley? I, I saw him – at at, an, at the Vancouver airport once. Who's I, in, I was too. I I was like you with dice. I with just, dice, you couldn't do I, it. I couldn't go up to him. What do you think, Jack? Hell was going to walk away. <laughs> he might have said. He'd be like, hey, he, he, he would have said this to me. I would have said, Jackie, I, I, I'm I'm really a huge. Mm-hmm. I, he would have said, Listen, you're not the quarterback here, okay? <laughs> You would have gotten then, dressed down at the I, Vancouver I, I, airport. I, and I would have turned into Charlie Cheswick from One Flow of the Cuckoo's. That's I'd have like, but I only want to help you. That's just all I want to, I just, I just want to help you. I only, I only want to help. <laughs> I don't need your help, okay? Stay off my side. That's what he would have said. You're so just, good. You do such good impressions. What's the go-to one, the one that you just money in the bank for you, impression-wise, Kevin? Oh, man. I, you know, I, this, this is a, I'll, I'll do. I'll do yeah. what I. I. I kind of was preparing it on the okay. train over right. here. Sure. Okay. Because sure. I was like, "What am I going to do? If I, if I do anything, what would it mm-hmm. be?" You know. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember once. One time, I drew a picture. Okay, of John Lennon with Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like John Lennon 
circa 73, okay? With, okay. with De Niro in Mean Streets. It was a picture I drew. I was like, imagine, what if they, what, do you think they ever knew each other or met each other? Because I'll tell you mm-hmm. this, there was a story that Al Pacino tells on YouTube, and you can see it. He was in a movie where he plays a rock star or something like that, mm-hmm. who gets inspired by a letter that was sent to him that never got to him for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He finally gets from John Lennon. And then they, so the, in the, in the, in the, um, marketing of this film, right? They had this a press kit video of, of him being asked about drawing. Ah, oh, yeah, I, did I ever meet him? I saw him and he saw him in the, you know, he's, <laughs> Al Pacino's talking about mm-hmm. being in Central Park and seeing John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And the interview goes, did he, did he recognize? He smiled. We didn't meet, but he he, he saw me and he smiled. And I've always kept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's wow. that happened. Yeah, that. So John Lennon walked past Al Pacino. Was, you know, yeah, and and was like, oh, it's that guy from whoever from mm. TV. You know, author, like, author. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Al Pacino movie. But Lennon was gone by then. Yeah, okay, that's true. Eighty-one, and yet that movie has a very Lennon kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's it might as well be about a guy who mm-hmm. lives in the Dakota mm-hmm. with with like eight kids. Mm-hmm. So it's he would have seen him and be like, "That's the guy from." <laughs> from that's the guy from God. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Justice for All, Godfather, and Justice for All, or well, you know, Mean Streets, or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. with. with Said what I said. Uh, uh, um. <laughs> so, so I wanted to do like mm-hmm. um, him doing him as Johnny Boy from Mean Streets. Okay. So you have that scene where he where he's like, you know, you kept me waiting for an hour. Where's my money? Uh huh. And he gives him ten dollars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, and, and he he roll he he rolls it up and like, throw, throws it back yeah, in yeah. in in De Niro's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he picks it up. Johnny Boy picks up the ten dollars. Yeah, he unravels it. He goes, and and I'm imagining like you know, Beetle John doing. Yeah. And I said, matter with this, uh, <laughs> Michael. You know, is it too good for you? Is this too good for you? This ten dollars. You know, it's a good ten dollars. You know, something you. <laughs> they make me laugh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. I borrowed money all over this neighborhood from everybody, and I never paid them back. And you know, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I borrowed money all over this neighborhood from everybody, and I never paid them back. It was uh, I, I've uh, I'm fucking this up. Uh, you're uh, <laughs> because you're the only jerk off I can borrow money from without paying back, right? You know. <laughs> That's what you are. That's what I think of you. It's a jerk off. <laughs> even that, you're smiling because you're a jerk off. You're a th- jerk off. You know, and I'll tell you something else, Mike. <laughs> I don't want to curse anymore. You know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I don't get right with you. Breathe, because I don't give a shit about you or two shits about you or anyone else. Right. So this is horrible. How can you put me through this? This is terrible. This is the greatest. Did Dice get back to you? A reply from Dice? I'm getting a bad reception here. So anyway, let's talk about Dice again. Um, 
Hey, have you seen my Instagram feed? I have some really good things on here. Uh, I don't think so. It's a gallery of... Uh, Who's in your crew? Who's in Kevin Corrigan's crew? Your running crew. Who do you roll with? Um, we got this guy out here. What's his name? Jeremy? Yeah, you know, we have a Seems gang. Like a nice guy. We have a gang. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like the pharaohs from American Graffiti. <laughs> sure. So you're like the pharaoh. You and... Actually, Bo Hopkins is in our gang. Okay. Bo Hopkins is... Uh... He played the guy from the pharaohs in American Graffiti good movie <clears throat> hold on Kevin Corrigan there you are yeah look at this all these great actors it's a tribute they're not all actors they're, some of them are musicians mm -hmm. they're all creative types Kevin F. Corrigan on Instagram there's Andrew Dice Clay comes up yeah I'll follow him He's, is he in there? Did you see the picture I took of him? Let's see. Let's see. No, that's not him. That's not him. That's Wolfman Jack. You'll have to go back pretty far to, to, okay. to find it. Um, All right. But I got a great picture of, of uh, Andrew Dice Clay throwing. Well, he's just holding his hands out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the camera flashed on something. When the picture came out, it looked like he it, it had the illusion of him throwing a ball of light across the okay. table. I'll find it. I'll find it. I see Nellie McKay here. That's someone I thought is someone I've, I've only recently come to know, mm -hmm. but who who uh, I, I, I who uh, I, I love and who I keep. <clears throat> thinking how come i don't have more conversations about her yeah. with people how yeah. come i don't how come the people who know about her how come there aren't more of them in my mm -hmm. life i should have invited her here she's been here she should have come with you here that would have been a i think my head might have exploded if it was you and her mine yeah, too i don't yeah. know if i could have handled you doing john lennon from mean streets that was a, if she's going to also does she, does she do stuff like that? I mean, no, she's she, so she. Yeah, she's 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 just yeah. She's like she's her, like the ultimate version of. She was singing songs about weed and ukulele, Christmas songs. And she had her ukulele yeah, right yeah. in here. And she yeah, she's playing. so talented. She's incredibly talented. Oh, and she's super charming. I hope next time she comes here, I'm going to invite you back. Well, that com that so comes across i you know what I, I i was looking for um a version of uh don't let the sun catch you crying by the mm -hmm. beatles i thought that was supposed to be uh um like one of the real uh sought after bootlegs mm -hmm. uh, and it's like it wasn't on youtube Mm -hmm. i thought uh, it must it, you know because usually everything ends up on youtube yeah and that didn't. So I'm like, did, did does this even exist? Maybe this was like a, a miss. This was misreported. Maybe there is no version of uh, "Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying" by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But there was one by Nellie Mackay. Yeah. And and that's how I discovered her. Mm -hmm. it was just by bouncing around looking for like Beatle bootlegs yeah. and stuff. No, she's she's amazing. She's 
a force of nature. Mike, who's good here? One. Thank you. Best show? Hi, Tom. This is Ben the Mail Carrier in Portland, Oregon. Ben the Mail Carrier in Portland, Oregon. Yep. What's up, Ben? What's going on in Portland, Oregon? You're here with me and Kevin Corrigan. What's up? Oh, hey, Kevin. Hello. Hey, big fan. I love you and all the movies you're in, man. You always punch it up and add that extra edge to a comedy. Thank you, Ben. All right. Um, got something for the topic. The topic which... I can't even remember what the topic is at this point. What was it again? It's, uh, uh you dunce. Get it together, you dunce. Give me a break, you dunce. Give me a break, you dunce. Yeah. yeah. So I woke up late for work, had to take a lift, missed my bus. Uh, get in the lift at 7 a.m. Like a day in the, the guy's life. picks me up in a lifted truck. Woke up. And, uh, Got a lift. starts. Okay. Woke up. Got a lift, took the ride, the guy picked me up. So go ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Got picked up in this lifted truck. He's playing Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, that song. Yeah, the Pussycat Dolls. Ah, Pussycat Dolls. 7 a.m., by the way, just kind of a weird <laughs> thing to hear at 7 a.m. Um, then the next track, as he's driving me, is, uh, I think it was Nucky. Limp Fred Durst? Sure. Well, it's not Fred Durst. It's the band's Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst is the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so you heard that. So you heard two great songs. You got two your great songs. You started off on the right note. Yeah. Then he misses the exit. Okay, sure. Um, then this song, Glory Hole, comes on, which I don't know who it's by. It's AP Mike. But the, the, <laughs> uh, the lyrics, I don't think Mike could come up with something this sick. It was... Just, just gross. Like, right. not something I want to hear at seven in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Then drops me off, gets me to work just on time. Sure. But I look down, notice it's surge pricing. It's forty-five dollars. Okay. For a fifteen-minute ride, and um, I still gave him five stars. Yeah. So I'm the dunce. Eh, I guess you got to get it together. You had to wake up on time. Tighten right? it up. Yeah. Tighten it up, bro. Go to bed yeah. a little early. You got to get up in the morning. You'll go to bed earlier. Yeah, I know. I know. I know how it is. What time? And, do you, uh, what time do you get what? up, Kevin? Kevin, what time? What time? What time? Uh, uh, where you're not on set? When do you? When do you get your day started? Well, today I got my day started. You know, during lunch. You know, okay. uh, I went and I slept instead of instead of eating. I went and slept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I didn't sleep much last night, the night before. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, I think the day really begins for me after that moment when I've had a deep three to six hours of sleep. Okay. You're not a good sleeper? It depends. You know, it depends on... What what I've been doing right before I I fall off because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard it's harder to fall asleep for me if I've been on the internet a lot you know or your mind's racing your mind's racing thinking about things you know like things I should be doing that I'm not doing mm-hmm. and you know uh, taking stock of all these regrets and f- f- unfulfilled uh, f- 
feelings. And what's all. the big one? What's the big one that uh, the, the what's the 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 one that always haunts you? Uh, um, <laughs> the thing the thing that haunts me the most that I that I've not done or that yeah. I, that's the unfinished business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's uh, you can say it. Well, I, I I really can't, you know, because that's okay. Then don't, you know. Uh, but there, but there is one. There's something. There's one that just, you can't shake. It, it is. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's shrink wrapped in yeah. one of these. Uh, well, these are the ones that get me. Packages here. I got to do something big. I got to make a big statement, right? Big Is that book coming out? The big statement. Why can't? Well, hold on, hold on. Click it. Click it back, mailman. Sorry. I got to do something. I can't just. I can't just do. Uh, at some point, you can't just do a brick and a brick and a brick, and then it builds a wall at the end. Sometimes you just got to do a giant mural. There's one big thing, rather than the thing that adds up to a big thing. I feel like I'm. That's what I'm missing. I want to get to go for it, right? Like a tornado instead of a. Yeah, instead of just a the, scattered shower. Yes, an endless amount of scattered showers that they add up to the same amount of damage, but. Just rather than realizing, right now my life feels like, boy, it sure seems to be pretty drizzly for decades. And it's like, a lot of water added up with all that drizzle. But no, I need to be the hurricane that rolls in and knocks everything over. You need to be that lateral force that takes everything out all at once rather than that, you know, soggy. Death by a thousand cuts. I need to make a statement. These are the two things I want to do. I want to write a book. I already started. I'm already goofing around on it. Then I got to do something big. I got to make a, a statement. Maybe, what if I did a movie? What if I made a movie? Right? It's not hard. I see some of these guys. You guys with the, you're in movies at Jerky Boy, the, the guy from the Jerky Boys. If he can do it, I could. Not to put him down. I'm not putting down Kamal. Just saying. But he, he's not anointed as some film god. You can feel inspired by Kamal. He is inspirational. Yeah. You, his films are... He, these are films that were made by someone who felt like you right now. Yeah. Like, I have to do something. Yeah. A, a, not only about my own, my own individual human condition, yeah. but I need to do something about... The human condition, yeah. generally, mm-hmm. like I, I yeah. need to yeah. have it out, right? and you are there, yeah. and you need to do that. I could do it. I could do something. These directors, yeah, push in. All right, yeah, we got that. Moving on. Put a star next to that one. That was great. That inspired a nice uh, yeah, good. little dialogue here. Hey, and then when the when the director comes over to you and they're just like, "Hey, I'm going to just say good. Thank you for the call. Your call. It's a little loud, Ben." Uh-huh. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Director comes up to you to put your hand on your shoulder. Hey, buddy. Uh, key, that was great. Key. What if you tried to you think about uh, you, someone stepped on your toe when you do it this time? Think about it like that. Like you got, like, think about it like you, you forgot to do your homework and you got to go to school. All right, let's try it again. All right, let's go again. What's the dumbest thing a director ever said to you trying to motivate you where you're just like, just let me do the thing. You don't have to name names. The dumbest thing a director said to you to try to give you performance notes. 
I, I wish I saved these things up, but I try to forget them after they happen. Sure, because you'd never be able to work in the, this line of work ever again. Yeah, those 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 moments come up frequently, and, and all, all all the time. It's 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 an exercise in yeah. just letting it pass yeah. through you. Well, they put their hand on your shoulder, put your arm, their arm around you. Well, I hey, buddy. I mean, I, I I was on a set today. Yeah. And and this guy kept coming up to you know, I had like a, it was so humid out today. It was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it was brutal. It was. It wasn't even eighty degrees. No, it was like but, a swamp. It, but it was like eighty-five percent humidity. Yeah. So my hair kept like standing. This guy kept coming up to to flatten it out. He kept coming up to me. Uh-huh. I got to know like the color of his shirt and the way mm-hmm. he walked and the like. I, I I felt like he was like my Siamese twin or something. Because yeah, he's uh, there. He's just he, 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 he just tinkering. Kept, he just kept coming up with his hand hey, out hey, reached hey. Uh-huh. to. To, and and then he had this spray, yeah. and I, I was like, we were already in a garage with this f- terrible <laughs> gas smell, <laughs> and it's like we're, this is uh-huh. where we're just shooting here because yeah. it's supposed to be like a like a, a, a police uh, garage for yeah. stolen cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so on top of the gaseous smell yeah. and the the this pungent humidity, yeah. and, sp- and then sp- sp- just spritzed, like, just spritzed with yeah. this like this like noxious. Uh, 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 hairspray yeah. like uh, um, what he would do when he was done mm-hmm. is he would tap me on the shoulder twice uh huh that was his thing that he was done he, he would just go and and th- this happened about I would say a dozen times at least mm-hmm. throughout the day so the today. tap is it seems like the tap is I wanted to, to tell him at a certain point Stop. Can you do what you're doing without the with the tap at the end? <laughs> because I want to get you in a in a chokehold. Yeah. It you sounds like that. you're just going. I'm done. Yeah, it's like it's like I've gotten over my mm-hmm. the thing that I need to do that I the thing yeah. I can't help doing the thing that might not even be necessary, yeah. but I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's my job. Everyone on the set needs to feel like. What they do is necessary, yeah. and so you you know we're, we're all here. We're all getting paid, and it's like yeah. you know it's like they take pride. Everybody takes mm-hmm. pride in their work. They feel that the the job that they're doing is contributing to the quality of the thing that we're all making. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're on set. Kevin Corrigan's in a scene. We're on set, and I'm playing a. You, you're playing a the the sleaze bag, right? The Patsy. Yeah. The weak sleaze bag. <laughs> weak sleaze bag too. Is that when you know that's when you know things are bad when you see just a number next to your character's name, like they even not even like Fred. Just weak sleaze bag number two. Weak sleaze bag number two. And it's like you do the thing, you're just like, I don't know, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. And cut. Hey, buddy. Guy comes over. That was great. What would be the thing? That, what, what's a what's a do and a don't? What would drive you nuts if they if they the recommended the director said to you in that situation? What you need to do. What I'm really looking for. This character needs to to 
to uh, he wants to say something, wants to prove something. He wants to, um, um, you know, think of the the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you, <laughs> and then go out there and just you don't have to say it. You don't have to say. It. What are the lines here? I don't even know what the lines are. Yeah. Get a line. Yeah, say say those lines. But while you're saying those lines, just think about what it is. That and so it's like the the worst part of that whole thing is the director needing the lines is the worst part. Of, who's got the thing? Who's got the thing? And it's that's like, right. That's yeah. that, that, that's the that's the thing. Is like uh, the people who are asking it, asking these things of you, they don't even know what they're asking. Yeah. They don't know. What, they don't even know the lines. Now, what if you said to him, "Think about the worst thing that ever happened to me." You're like, "What if the worst thing that ever happened to me is this?" It's this moment right now. Is you saying? He's this you. To me. The character's you. Yeah, <laughs> he'd say, "Great, that's it. Use this. Use that. Roll. Let's try. Roll. Let's try that. Just why aren't you rolling now? Roll. <laughs> roll the camera. Roll it right now. Best show. Hi. Hi. Who's this? My name's Meredith. Hi, Meredith. You're here with me Hi. and Kevin Corrigan. Where are you calling from, Meredith? Oh, I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Hot, yes, hot sir. borough. Hot oh, borough. it's the hottest. What's going on tonight, Meredith? Well, I'm calling because my boyfriend is actually a huge fan of both you and the show. He's called a couple of times, uh, Rand mm. from, unsurprisingly, Brooklyn as well, to uh, talk about the littlest hobo when you were talking about um it was the dog show yeah the canadian dog show there was a, a the yeah. show this this german shepherd was he a german shepherd i see i he showed me a clip i thought he was a collie i was distracted by the fact that he was jumping out of a plane to really yeah. get a full read on the breed but uh yeah small so what did he vagabond what, is, dog. Is, your, is rand from canada uh, no, he's from Long Island. Okay. He's just into the littlest hobo. You know, you brought it up. He thought it uh, worth an investigation. <laughs> well, look, you tell Rand, first of all, you tell him there's no reason what he makes you call. <laughs> he, right? He's in California right now, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> you tell Rand, first of all, you tell him Tom says hi. Will do. You tell him uh, what's up. <laughs> tell him that uh, the pie, the season two premiere for Dice is online now, and that the rest of the episodes drop on uh, Sunday the twentieth. And you can see Kevin Corrigan play Milkshake in it. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, Kevin. Big fan. You were great in The Departed. Oh, thanks. He's he's looking at his phone. I think he's texting with Dice right now. Oh, well. I'm trying to get Dyson. I'm not one to interrupt. Huh? So, <laughs> not one to interrupt no. with Andrew Dyson. So, Meredith. Yes, You sir. tell him. This is what I'll say. First of all, you live in Brooklyn. Are you going to come see Sharpling and Worcester live? <laughs> October 21st. I didn't. I don't know how. Well, he, I think he has tickets with his buddy, wow. Sean. With his friend, Sean? Yeah. Well, I don't like this. You're like, what are you, like a third wheel? He doesn't invite you, his own girlfriend, <laughs> to the I, show? I'm included in all manner of things, but, uh, you know, when two 
uh, sharpling aficionados get together, wow. who am I to stand in the way? That's look. I I will say this. I wish you were going instead of Sean. <laughs> How about that? Well, uh, there might be an extra ticket floating around, so right. who knows? Well, I'll say this: girl. early show sold out. Late show is selling faster. It's almost sold out. So if you want tickets. You better get them because I'm telling you, it's going to sell out. We're not touring this. We're not adding more shows. It's an early show and a late show. Early show sold out immediately. Late show is almost sold out. I'm, I haven't mentioned it in a few weeks because I figured <laughs> it would just let it lay and people could get the tickets as they want. But now it's close to selling out. So if you've been sleeping on it, go get your tickets now. And well, you can... The boys are fully awake. They've got their tickets ready yes. to go. Right. Thank you, Meredith. I hope I see you there. Oh, well, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks. Well, here are, uh, let, let's see if you can pick this one out. Did it say walk away? I'll give him a hotline. No, no. I'll give him a hotline he can call. If you can be yourself on stage, nobody else can be you. And you have the law of supply and demand covered. If you can be yourself on stage. Nobody else can be you. Okay. And you have the law of supply and demand covered. Yes. Hmm. Is that whose advice is that? I'm going to tell you. Okay. After I give you one or two more of, of things okay, from this person. Sure. Okay. Maybe you'll figure Am I a fan of this person? You may be. Okay, you might maybe. be. Okay. I, I, right. I imagine you sure. would be. You said that. Remind, you know what reminded me of the way you said that? Bugs Bunny. You might rabbit. <laughs> Remember, it's like, you might rabbit. You, you might, might rabbit. You. <laughs> if I stuck a lighted match in this oven. Oh, it's the greatest. Single but, greatest now, influence on my whole life, Bugs Bunny. That guy was the best. He's a rabbit. That's what I mean. <laughs> the guy. He, <laughs> he was great, though, because you know why? That guy, Rabbit. he was from the Bronx. And I've said this, and people have argued with me. He's from the Bronx. Yeah. Bugs Bunny is from the Bronx. Now, do you think... That's... What, yeah, no, he's, he's clearly New York. Do you think two things? You know the Ramon song, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And it's like they sing on it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do you think that Joey Ramone was singing that the way Bugs Bunny would say massacre as massacre? I would say yes. I would say yes, yes. yes. Th those guys were like. Yeah, they, they were. They were like clearly in Warner Brothers char yeah. cartoon characters. Secondly, he just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. But when you crossed his path, look, and I've said this before. Maybe it wasn't the smartest thing for him to put his rabbit hole in the middle, in center field at that baseball game. Maybe he was going to get bothered there. Might not have been the most peaceful. But on the whole, he was just living in his little rabbit hole, and then some dummy would bother him, and he would, and then like Animal House, the other influence, he just ruined them. He just is like, you woke me, I'm ruining you now. And he would mess with him on every level, physically, psychologically because they showing up as like a sexy rabbit now they're not sure what to think and it's like that's that rabbit who just <laughs> dropped an anvil on my head is now dressed like a pretty lady i don't know what to do this guy's getting me on every level i'm my, my world is falling apart 
He was like a he was he was almost the villain of those. You could almost say Bugs Bunny, anti-hero. Yes, an anti-hero. That's right. He he would go too far. He's like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, five easy pieces. Heckle and Jekyll with that was the same way. That's that's more that Tex Avery stuff. I was I didn't trade in that too often. Did you where where did you grow up again? You grew up on Long Island. No, you grew up in New York. Bronx. You were, you're in the Bronx. That's right. Did you watch TV Picks? Did you watch Channel Eleven? Ch- Pix. Yeah. Remember when they do the video game thing? Picks. Yeah. And the kids would be like, picks, 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 picks. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Yeah. Be like, all right, you can play the the football game. You have to kid would have to time it. You'd go like, picks. Right. Throw the football. Like there's some guy in the thing just pressing the button. He's not timing it when the kid says it. You're calling up on the phone. You can't get through. <laughs> yeah. They're telling yeah. you you're you're like eleventh online. Yeah. <laughs> picks, picks. And you you're watching the whole time on the TV while you're on waiting online on the phone to like play. Like I can beat this guy. You ever win anything as a kid? You ever win anything? I, I won a, uh, a a mirror at a uh, Italian festival on uh-huh. Villa Avenue in the Bronx. The Led Zeppelin mirror. It was a, a d- death to disco okay. or something. It yeah. was like it was like a disco. It was like a, a sure a, a mirror with like a creep show type of uh, vi- visual okay. on it or something. You know? Like a it's like an a, a screen printed one, right? And it called yeah. and it said "Death Before Disco." Yeah. And did you know? It took me a long time to realize people were doing cocaine on those. And I was just like a kid, like on the boardwalk, like, "Oh, look at those cool mirrors!" Not realizing somebody's trying to get a Van Halen mirror so they could chop blow on it. That's right. You, I, I didn't know that. That's what those things were for. It's the first time you ever saw anybody do drugs in front of you. For me. Madison Square Garden, Scorpions. The Scorpions, Madison Square Garden. Some dude was doing coke on a Scorpions tour book right in front of me. And I was like, oh my God, what am I looking? Again, underparented. Where were my parents? I'm going in, I'm seeing the Scorpions. Who opened? Bon Jovi. That's right. He was hungry at that point. He took it to the Scorpions. Scorpions deflected him though, like a gnat. They shook him. Shook him off. We're the scorpions. We've got Rocky like a hurricane up our sleeve. Yeah. We've got no one like you. Herman Rarebell's going to do a drum solo. Wait till you see this Herman Z. German. I he can't w- wait for the nights with you. Yeah. That's, you're doing Christopher Walken doing the scorpions. I can't wait for the nights with you. Someone like you. <laughs> I can't wait for the nights with you. Rock you like a hurricane. Rotch you like a hurricane. <laughs> Mike? Yes. Who's good here? One. I got to burn through these calls. No more calls. This is it. Beshow, hi. Body checking in air hockey. Floricon. Body checking in air hockey. Now, this is my friend in Las Vegas, BB. This is BB in Las Vegas. Well, I Mike, remember Mike, Mike Bossy. From the Long Island, from the uh, New York Islanders, mm-hmm. he didn't want to. He was ready to retire from hockey mm-hmm. because he didn't want to fight. He didn't think there was. He didn't believe in fighting. Okay. In hockey, remember uh-huh. Mike Bossy? I was not a big hockey fan. Sorry. Well, he was. You ask any 
you know, uh, uh, New York hockey fan uh-huh. from the 70s, yeah, 80s, yeah. they're going to know who he is. Okay. And they're going to know his story. Okay. He didn't like violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he wouldn't get into the whole thing. And and what I what I have discovered is that violence in hockey has lasted longer than the legacy of that man, that athlete, mm-hmm. and all that he uh, stood for. Yeah, the violence kept going. And and Mike Bossy. And now you don't know who who I'm it's talking a, about. It's a leaf blowing away. Yes. It's like that song, Till like I maple Die, leaf by the Beach blowing Boys. Away. It's like a maple leaf blowing on the Toronto skyline, right past CN Tower. Right across the <laughs> Great Lakes. If yeah. the, the, not even. Yeah. Fl- right over Young Street. Well, you, that's all I have. Yeah. BB, how are you? I'm good. Oh, oh um, I didn't want, I'm, gee, I'm very good. There are a few things here and there going wrong, but on the whole. Health-wise, uh, you're hanging it in? Be a whole lot worse. Are you hanging in there at least? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, good. That's all I, I want. I my job. That's all I want. So what, what, oh, you're here with Kevin Corrigan. I, I understand that. I'm very pleased to be on the line with you, sir. Oh, I had attempted to call the last time you were on because I wanted to uh, ask you about and draw your best uh, show's listeners to the what I consider to be the touchstone of a uh, it, it for any best uh, show listener, Scotland, PA. Oh yes, that 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 that's a film I like. Scotland, PA. Scotland, PA was uh, um, a, an adaptation of Macbeth. Okay. Set in Scotland, Pennsylvania. Okay. In, in a uh, um, a McDonald's type of. Upstart restaurant. Sure. Was this a movie that had Maura Tierney in it, perhaps? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maura Tierney, James Legro, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Yes. Um, myself. Andy Dick. Andy Dick, yes. Okay. Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Uh, Speed Levitch uh, from the sure, tours. Sure, from, the, the, yeah, from the, the tours he would do. The, the tours, yeah. yeah. The, Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and oh, who was the the guy who who was the original owner of the f- of the food chain, uh, fast food restaurant? He f- they he's the one who gets murdered. He gets thrown. Pat Morita. That's not who it is, but he is someone I'll remember before we okay before hey, we finish. Scotland, up. PA. So you're telling me this is a movie I would like, BB. Yes, for uh, the reason that um, the soundtrack consists of uh, four bad company songs oh. and Beach Baby. <laughs> what bad company? Let me see if I can guess the bad company songs. It just uh, every time they come, they're they're in twos, of course, and it's called a rock block. Running with the pack. Um, no, no, sir. Uh, shooting star. Yes, sir. Uh, feel like making love. Correct. Bad company. Of course. So I've got three of the four already. I need, and what would be the other one? Rock and roll fantasy. Oh, I believe it is. I just named four. I just went four. I went four for five on that. Unless it's oh, not not ready for love. 
which was originally a Mata Hoople song that Mick Ralph's guitarist for Mata Hoople took to Bad Company when he joined Bad Company. A little fun trivia fact there. Um, I used to, when I would go to the arcade, when I would go to the arcade, there was a sub shop actually. When I would, again, walk to the sub shop, play pinball, I'd put rock and roll fantasy on the jukebox and play mm-hmm. pinball and it was like if i've been trying to get back to any moment in my entire life it is the moment when i'd be playing pinball in that sub shop and rock and roll fantasy would be playing on the jukebox and i would just having the time of my life that's what i'm i'm chasing that moment bb i was chasing one a lot like it cuz we used to have to uh, ride our bikes through town, and it was on Lake Ontario and uh, Shimo Bay. And then we'd go over to this place, Bayside, that was the same thing, sub shop, soft serve, uh, bug lights, and uh, lots of pinball machines, air hockey, um, foosball, and a really, really loud jukebox. I'll say this. Look, I'm not, I'm not great at foosball anymore. I thought I was. I, I lost whatever I had. Air hockey... I'll beat anybody at air hockey. Anybody. No topping. Nobody. No topping. You can't just slap the mallet on top of the puck. Can't Certainly top. not. It's what bad form. Animal. Kevin, what's the moment you're trying to get back to that you think of? Is there a moment like that? Like I'm trying to get back to the sub. Ultimately, I'm trying to get back to this moment in the sub shop with bad company playing and the pinball going and a tuna sub sitting there on the table and some, maybe some chips and a. Dr. Pepper. At that point, I just drank straight Dr. Pepper. No diet, Dr. Pepper. What am I? I'm a little kid. I'm like drinking diet anything. I think Dr. Pepper. Formula 44. Formula 44. I didn't, never heard that. Oh, it's a lot like Jägermeister. I get a third. Egg in a cup. Remember that? Egg in a cup. The egg in a cup. What is that? Egg in a cup? Is that what you're trying to get back to? The egg in a cup moment? Egg in a cup, yeah, you know. Uh, What's the moment you're trying to get back? Do you think of a moment as a kid like that where it all lined up? Well, there was a. they used to send you out to the uh, the candy store to get pipe cleaners uh-huh. for art class. Okay. So, like, you know, you needed these supplies for uh, an art project. Sure. And say, just, yeah, you can go get them at the candy store across the street, you know, mm-hmm. where they sold cigars. Yeah. And magazines and stuff. Yeah. Let's get some pipe cleaners. Okay. And it's like, and you get them, and they were like these brown things, and they were like kind of. Because they were literally cleaning pipes with them a, at the. On a wire, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was some kind of, there was some sort of uh, connotation, some yeah. sort of a connection to. Uh, and you feel you're trying to get back to that moment. Back to that moment of, you know, when it. Uh, it came. It all came down to pipe cleaners as yeah. being the most essential part of an art project in second grade or something. You I know, got uh, in the fall, mm-hmm. in the fall okay. specifically. So that's what you're trying to get back to the fall. The con- art the project, sort of brown construction paper, okay. the pipe cleaners. Sure, I can actually help you get replicate that one. And angel dust. And no, angel I'm, dust. I'm a, the angel dust might be a little harder. Figure out. Okay, Mike but, can help but, but, but if I can get the brown Mike, construction paper and the pipe cleaners. Kevin needs some angel dust. Actually, dust angel. From 
and Bayonne, they just uh, just get whatever you want. Uh, okay, I'll take what I can get. Dust Angel, great band from uh, the guy who started Reagan Youth, Paul Bakia, Paul Bakia, Paul Cripple. Love this. You're AKA Paul Cripple, Reagan Youth, Dust Angel. Okay. BB. Yes, son. I'm glad you're doing well. I will talk to you very soon. I'll catch up with you shortly as well. You take uh, Nice meeting, Mr. Corgan. Nice meeting you too. Bye. Take we should start wrapping this up. It goes so fast when you're here. It's so fun talking to you, but it's like holding on. I don't know. It's like a, it's like, it's like a roller coaster, but you're not actually sure if it's <laughs> that it's going to just be okay. You know, I on went it. on a roller coaster. I went on the roller. You know that New York, New York roller coaster in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Have you been on that? I would never go on. That's the one that's outside. Yeah. I would. You couldn't pay me to go on that thing because. It's scary enough to be on a roller coaster. But imagine, this is what I'm scared of with that one. When it goes, when it dips down, you see cars on the street driving by. That's, uh, that makes it a, so much scarier that like, if we go off the tracks in this, we're going to get run over. Anything can happen. But that's the scary, look, I went on this one in Circus Circus. I went in that dumb roller coaster, that, that modern one. That turned you upside down for half the time. And it's, that was a fun time. Saw Beatles Love. That was fun. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was fun. It's great. Did you see it with someone? I did. I saw you, you have to see it with someone. Four of my friends. That's the John, perfect. Paul, George, and Ringo. But I was by myself. No, I'm kidding. Best show. <coughs> Hi. Hi, uh, Tom. This is, uh, Tyler from Ann Arbor. Tyler from Ann Arbor. What's going on tonight, Tyler? Uh, not much. Just waiting on winter. Um. You're waiting on winter? Well, that's a bleak outlook. Cause it's ha- <laughs> jumping right past fall. Yeah, no, but it does start early. That's... And it's, 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 it's better to just sort of prepare yourself early on. Yeah. Um. Or just yeah. enjoy the rest of summer. Just enjoy the rest of summer. You can still squeeze something out of it, something fun, right? What do you expect it to snow? Yeah, it's not that uh, bad in Arbor. September? Mm, it's not It's not really the, the snow as much as the uh, perpetually overcast sky. Uh, but, you know, okay. every place, you know, has its disadvantages. You, you um, like yeah. that off-white sky, don't you, Tyler? <laughs> you like that off-white sky? And a little that blue. Feel, that feel in yeah, there where you're blue. just like, it's going to snow today. That feel where you just know it's going to snow? You're just like, I could feel, yeah. I, would, I would bet everything I own it's going to snow today. <laughs> when you just are around, when you know what it's like when it snows, and you just know there's no way it doesn't start snowing soon. That crispness in the air. You know what I'm talking about, and Kevin? You drink just a little. You allow yourself to drink just a little bit more on a night like that mm-hmm. when you think it's going to snow. And he, even if it doesn't, you mm-hmm. go for it. It's like it's going to snow tonight. Well, I can't do that. I drive a snow plow, so it's irresponsible <laughs> right. for you don't the town. Be like sl- I'm slurring all Yeah, over knocking the, people's mailboxes over. Mailbox baseball with the snow plow. <laughs> Swing down. Or just, just like a. We call that snow, mailbox. Snowplow. It's mailbox golf from a snowplow because you're swinging down 
from a car, it's baseball. From a snowplow or a tractor trailer, it's golf. <laughs> well, young man, I hope you enjoy some yeah. of the summer and the autumn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, uh, yeah. I, I had, I had, I had called about the uh, about the topic, but I don't know if we're. That's no, you still... talk about whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about okay. the, the thing, which is just uh, give me a break, you dunce. Exactly. Um, so I'll, I'll tell this quickly. Um, uh, about yeah, well, exactly. Fifteen years ago, um, I was lucky enough to study abroad in Europe. Uh, my sophomore year, I was in Germany. A friend of mine was in Spain. We decided to get together, take a little, you know, first time in Europe tour through. Austria, Netherlands, um, yeah, parts of Germany. And we ended up in Salzburg, Austria, which is like just known for Mozart, uh, selling Mozart candy. Um, and we went through that and, you know, it was, it was not great to be honest. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to be snotty about it, but you know, it, it, every city's trying to claim Mozart for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We ended up um, at a McDonald's, and we ate this food, and we weren't, you know, we weren't proud of it. Um, it was it seemed very typical for you know American tourists to do this. There just wasn't anything around. I was honestly ashamed that I had done it, not in a strong sense, just, you know, a mild sense of shame, and on top of that, physically ill. Mm-hmm. And I told my friend, I'm not going to eat at McDonald's for 15 years. And um, he was just incredulous, and we came up with a bet that if I didn't eat there for 15 years, I would get $3,000. Um, you know, which is not a considerable amount of money. And, you know, we went back to the United States. He would taunt me about it. He truly believed that I couldn't do it. Um, but for me, this was the easiest money, you know, I'd ever made. Um, and, you know, there was no written contract. Skip ahead. 13 years later, I go to his wedding in Miami and I'm greeted by his fiance bride. They're both lawyers now, and uh, she just came at me with just, you know, legal strategies to invalidate this, and there's no way you're getting your money. Um, and, you know, just a few days ago, I wasn't sure when it was in July. I let all of July go by. August 1st hit. I sent out a text. You know, I'm joining the victory lap here. I win at midnight and he just shoots back a bunch of like Austrian law at me and it just felt it really wasn't about, you know, the money and it was always a vote of confidence in him. To me, I thought in 15 years, this $3,000 would be nothing for him. Sure enough. He's a successful lawyer, and and, and, and and just you know, just that 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 feeling that oh, we're going to find some kind of 
technical solution to invalidate what was a silly bet between friends to mark time. I mean, I've never marked time like that. 15 years? It's nuts to think of coming come from... That's that ridiculous. To, He's a bad friend. Yeah. He's a bad friend. Bad friend. Yeah. He's a lawyer. There's two yeah. lawyers in their house. How much yeah. was it? 3000 just three thousand. Not good. Exactly. They can choke on their three thousand. You tell them to choke yeah. on their three thousand. And I would just say, without saying too much, I mean, their family is fairly connected. Miami, Cuban art world. The Obamas stayed at their house when they were campaigning. You know. Yeah. Well, this is bad form. Bad friend. In fact, not a friend. Not a friend. But that's the question because, I mean, that's, that's, that's the message that I get back and to, to put it in terms of the topic, for me to say, you know, give me a break, you dunce. I'm essentially, I'm calling my friend a dunce. And what was supposed to be, you know, this experience of time that we would be connected, um, and you know that, Thumb. Obviously, no one was going to lie. It turns into yeah. me no, being look, like, look, "Okay, yeah, I get, I get yeah. look, I get you, I get you." Your friend yeah. is a yeah. bad friend. You tell you tell this friend, uh, I, I'll, "I'm not going to say a word to you until I get three thousand dollars sent to me." All right? Or you have no honor. You say to this friend, "You have no honor." Okay, I appreciate that. I I'm mean, with I I'm with at you, least Chief. I was I'm I was hoping you. to def- yeah. To deflect this out into... Don't worry, look. Don't, no, look. Yeah. Don't over-explain yeah. it on your side with him. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, buddy. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, Kevin. Well, Kevin stepped out for one second, but what, uh, what's up, Chief? Oh. What's your name? Uh, this is Josh calling from Cleveland. Josh from Cleveland. What's going on tonight, Josh? Uh, very little. I just uh, was calling in with uh, one for the topic. What would you think about this? If I got someone who did an impersonation of me to come here and do the show for a full three hours. If I found somebody who could do the best version of me, who could come here and do it, and they'd commit to it, I would uh, let them do the entire show. I would love that. Would you Would you let the audience know in advance or just try and yeah, trick everyone? No, of course everyone? I'd let them know. That wouldn't be the kind of thing that would fool people. It would be just somebody doing an impression. So if you can do it, if you can do an impression but you can hold it, I want to hear that. You, you Maybe you come and you host the show for the full three hours. So what do you got for the topic, Josh? <clears throat> well, actually, uh, this happened to me last week while I was listening to the best show live. Um, I got mugged. Oh, no. Are you okay? And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, I was, I was leaving a friend's house and I I went to, on my bike and I went to go take a, uh, small train back where my part of the town. And, um, you know, I had my headphones in, was listening to the episode. It was great. And, uh, I went to the, uh, the, train station and there's like no one working there there's an automated machine where you purchase your ticket and as I'm doing that these two guys kind of come around the corner and uh, sort of box me in so I take a headphone out and I'm like "Uh, what's going on guys and the one dude's like you got any weed 
And I, I kind of chuckled and was like, oh, no, not on me. And uh, then he just goes, well, how about you just give us $5 or we'll beat your ass. Yeah. Did you give him the $5? And I said, I, I, yeah, I kind of went, yeah, uh, $5, okay. I reached into my wallet, uh, out of my bag, and all I had was a 20 and went, this is all I have, guys. Enjoy it. And they took it and walked off. Yep, that's how it goes. I'm sorry yeah. that happened. At least uh, you didn't get physically hurt, though. Oh, no, I'm super grateful they didn't, like, take anything else from me, and I was able to put my headphones back in and continue listening to the show, so could have been a lot worse. Good. I'm glad you're okay. Um, but to those two, uh, to those two guys who robbed me, I say, give me a break, you done. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one, buddy. Stay safe. Thank you. Have a great Hi. night. Best show. Give me a break. Hi, Tom. This is Cat from Raleigh. Cat from Raleigh. What's going on tonight, Cat? Well, um, the reason I called in for the topic is admittedly to pick at the lowest of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I mean, the dunces. Like, I don't. I can only assume you heard about what happened in Durham yesterday. Oh, with the thing, yeah, with the statue. Yes, I did hear. Yes, and I like, and I first of all, I love the topic because dunce is one of my very favorite insults, and like, mm. what the dunces who like are defending the sta- existence of a statue to give me a break? Not only because of like the hateful and reprehensible things he represents, that should go without saying, but also that statue is such a piece of crap. Look. It, do you know what it looks like? It looks like one of those blown-out old tires that I see all over I-40. It didn't even fall down with dignity like one of those Saddam Hussein statues that just went, boom, it, it crumpled, it drooped. Look, I liked when everybody kicked it with their sneakers mm-hmm. and were just like, ow, it hurts to kick a statue. Hmm. When they were just like, it's down, kick it. And they're like, wait, maybe I shouldn't actually kick a statue. Mm. I think it's catharsis, and I, I mean, like, and there's very, and I don't think I knew anyone in that video, but it's entirely possible with the circles that I run in that I have some, like, friends of friends in there, so I hope that whoever kicked it, their feet are okay, and I hope that the people don't get, like, put in jail or anything. Yeah, look, nobody's rooting for anybody to break their toe kicking the statue. Not rooting for them to kick, break their toe. Kick Mm -hmm. away, kick away, I says. (laughs) Kick away. Hmm. Yeah, and and I've also made me think about like how it's been like exactly three years now since I moved to North Carolina, and I kind of wish that the, this whole state would give me a break because it seems like since I've moved here, I mean, I'm not saying there's a causal effect here, but mm-hmm. like since I've moved here, we've been at the epicenter of so much embarrassment, especially since. I'm living in the state capital, and and the thing is, though, I moved here from the state capital of another embarrassing state, Illinois. Look, don't worry about you. You worry about what you can do, Kat. You're doing great. You had some. You you bounced back health wise. You're doing great. You got a cat. I think you're doing all right. 
I'm doing all right. It, I mean, but I'm very affected by my environment. Yeah. And if my environment's like feeling like I'm in upside down land, then well, all I want to do is just sleep. But you know what? Sometimes you got to take it where you can get it. Mm. It sucks. At least you got a cat, and your 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 health is doing all right. Yeah. And you're going through school. You're getting through school. Yeah. It sucks. You take it where you can get it, and you get ready for the next round. Mm-hmm. And they, we, everybody needs you strong. So that's yeah. a good thing. And for what it's worth, Tom, I would miss you very much if you had an imposter do the show. I don't want you to become, like, too much of a curmudgeon that you wouldn't want to do the show yourself. I would never quit to be a curmudgeon. I think it would just be funny to sit there and listen to somebody do an impression of me. I well, whatever have... happened to, like, um, well, it's not Tom Pressions, but, like, whatever happened to, like, the, a new, like, Tom Can't Complain show. It. because it... It's happening. It's going to happen. We'll schedule it. We're going to schedule it very soon. I was thinking about it today that I owe everyone a Tom Can't Complain, and we will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Kat, mm-hmm. it's so late. I'm it's sorry. So no, 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 no. Don't you apologize. I tell well, you. There's a, can I mention one more thing? Of course. When I was hearing Kevin, when I first heard him, since I wasn't really familiar with his work, I was, like, since I'm a linguist, I kept wondering, whoa, whoa, his accent, where is he from? It was kind of hard for me to place, and when he said he was from the Bronx, I mean, I guess I just never really heard a Bronx accent. I mean, like, my grandma grew up there, but she died when I was 14, and by the time I knew her, she already had a generally croaky old lady voice so that wasn't the, the best example but I thought he was like Irish Kevin's from everywhere he's from everywhere he's a little bit of everything he's like a chameleon he's doing a little bit of this a little bit of that it's like uh, like a stew hmm. he's like a linguistic stew hmm. was he an army brat or something well, he's back were you an army brat no. No, now he's doing the voice. He's doing a, a croaky Bronx voice now. Oh, I'm I'm doing my Burt Young voice now. You ever work with I, Burt Young? Yes, I have. He's so good. I have worked with him. Now this is this now this is a, but he's got this you know, uh, they say that, you know, you might not have had such a good <laughs> the chance. The, oh, yeah, Burt Young. Was He's the like, best. get out of my... I just told you to get out of my house, I just said. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wind this up. I appreciate gotcha. you calling. I'm glad you're home. You're back from vacation. Mm-hmm. And get ready yeah. for the rest of the year. And you get strong for the rest of the year. You get yeah, strong. I you hear my new. Yeah, I start my new like teaching assistant job on Thursday. And I might be teaching my own class by the spring. This sounds good. This is. These are good things. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken. I wish you a okay. grand evening. Thank you. Bye. Wrapping it up, Kevin. Yeah, you know, it's not happening here. It's not happening? Look, don't worry. Don't worry. What did you do with with Burt Young? Oh, we worked on a, a, a movie uh, 20 years ago called Kicked in the Head. Oh, of course, yeah. Directed by the great 
McG. No, that was not McG. That was <laughs> that was uh, McH. Who did kicked in the head? Why am I blanking on this? Matthew Who's... Harrison. Well, okay. that was his name. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. It had James Woods in it too. Yeah, Jimmy. I call him. That's what I call him. I'm tight with him. No, I'm not. It terrifies me. I actually tweeted to Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, get off the Trump train. You said, get off the Trump train? I said, my friend. Mm-hmm. You've been around the block. You see where this is going. What did he write you back? Blocked? No, nah, he wrote back a thing like, because he had a lot of followers who said, you should respond to this. What are you? Mm-hmm. You know, they were saying to me like, mm-hmm. well, f- enlighten me. Where's it going? Mm-hmm. That yeah. kind of thing. Ugh. That's why I quit Twitter. That's why I quit Twitter. It's a platform for, uh, it's just too, it's too, it's, it's too, it's like the greatest hits of the worst of earth right now is Twitter. It really is. Just everything bad is, is there. I see the lines flashing. Hmm. Should I pick that up? I, perhaps, I don't know. Best show. Hello? Yeah, how you doing? It's Andrew Dice Close. Kevin Carligan is still there. <laughs> Kevin's here, yeah. Kev! Hey! It's, how it's, you doing? It's, it's, it's Milkshake here. What are you Milkshake! Well, he, he, Bruce, he goes, I'm a little shaky. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Uh, what show is this? I don't even know. I saw the number, so I'm just calling. It's the best show. It's called The Best Show. My name's The Tom. Best Show. Yeah, my name's Tom. I'm the host of it. Tom, how's it going? What are you on? We're all over. We do it on the on the internet. Then it's a podcast tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah, we cool. built the studio. So you just came into New York. You yeah, were... I just came to New York. I got to. Uh, you I got to do my end of things tomorrow. Yeah, you got to. You, so you. Do we you... don't got to. Uh, wait, wait. Are uh, you at the airport now, again, Tom? Wait a minute. Who am I talking? That was Kevin. Okay, you're Tom, Tom right? Sharpling. I'm Tom. Tom Sharpling. Tom Sharpling. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm at the hotel. I'm unpacking. I saw, I saw my buddy Shake uh, is on the show, so I'm calling. Are you having fun up there? At least. Yeah, Kevin's going nuts. He's doing all sorts of impressions. He was doing John Lennon and Mean Streets earlier. That's hysterical. Wait, wait a minute. I got to hear that. Uh, oh well, you know. Oh, you don't want to repeat it. I don't want to repeat it. You know, I, I, I'll do a few, I'll do a few next time I see you. You know, you know, Tom, that's how, how Kevin is on the set also. Is he starts you know, a thing and then. You know, when he's done with something, mm-hmm. he's done with it. That's it. Yeah. Like even if I said to him, you know, you know, uh, you know, maybe you want to try this. He goes, no, you're annoying me. <laughs> he's the best. I was telling Jake. him. I was telling him that. Yeah, look. No, I have... no because, hey, look, we're buddies. We talk to each other where we got it. That's it. You know. Are, are you going to be, you're not going to be in L.A. on Sunday, are you, next Sunday? No, I won't be. I'll be here. Oh, shit. Can yeah, I, last I know we, year, we watched the last, last premiere night. together. What's that? We watched the last premiere together. That's right. But not this And it was like you just appeared. 
that was the great part about you it. You weren't expecting me. I came over to sh- to, uh, to your place and uh, we watched the show together. And uh, that's right. That is correct. I've seen a bunch that, of the shows. And now I'm here, and I got to do all this stuff tomorrow. What now? What, can, yeah. can you say what you're doing, or, or is it? Yeah, I got to do uh, Good Morning New York. I got to do um, AOL. Uh, Bruce is saying talk soup and talk stoop. Talk stoop. Talk stoop. <laughs> Who's, Who's the host? Of what that? show is that? Do you know that, Tom? Uh, talk stoop. Where I think that's that one. Where, yeah, you sit on the stoop and get interviewed on the stoop. Yeah, and some hot chick with big tits is going to interview me. And you're going to be smoking a cigarette, of course, and your fingerless so, gloves. That it, it, let me tell you something. I just took out my outfit, right? And you're basically saying it's shorts, like these big jean shorts with the with the fingerless gloves, with some kind of stupid boots that I wear, and uh, and a still rebel T-shirt because they just uh, they just put their album up on iTunes. Of course, so you you gotta get you gotta get them out there. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I get no, but now it's time. You know, because people are already seeing, somehow they're seeing our first episode. That's getting you know? around. It's a great episode. I, great. I saw it. It was yeah. great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't know how they do that. I'm not, like, computer savvy. You know, I'm waiting for the actual night it airs, but uh, people are loving it, and they're loving my, my sons are in the show too, Tom. Those are my real I, sons. I saw, I saw it. It was, it was a good episode. It was a great episode. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they got a band called Still Rebel and they just put the, uh, album up on iTunes last night. So I got to go on these shows and promote everybody. Yeah. All of us, you know, especially Shake, the best. <laughs> Shake, you are going to love yourself. It's amazing that I'm calling you Shake, but that's what Tom called you. That's, um, that was your idea to, to cut it, you know, to abbreviate it from milkshake to shake because you knew I was going to get bothered by everyone I walked by on the yeah, street. Yeah, it was like, why be called milkshake? I know, you spared shake, you spared, shake is just cool. You spared me the, uh, you know, you, 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 bought, you bought me some time there. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's hope we buy a couple more uh, seasons of time. You know what I mean? But, but Tom, you haven't seen the whole season, obviously, but he's just phenomenal this season. No, he's the like best. They, you know, the first season, you know, the writers got to get to know everybody. But this season, they really wrote his character amazing. You know, and, and, I, and I just love him for the way he does everything. There's only one yeah. of him. There's only one of Kevin. There's, there's only one of Kevin, and he's great at being Kevin. And he's just a great actor. But we I mean, have you know. this Dice, and I have this Jake and Joey thing. I'm t- right, like Raging Bull. <laughs> Is it, like, yeah, you know, never got me down, Joey. Me. I'll go down for nobody. Listen, don't don't look. What do you got to prove? What are you gonna? Who are you gonna prove? You gonna prove something? Joey, I don't go down, Joey. I'll take your money, Joey. <laughs> Wrap it around your hand. I know what, 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 two more times, right? Wrap it around your hand, Joey. Don't make me ask you again. I'm your older brother. Listen, not not too many more times, right? Listen. (laughs) That's the relationship. That's the relationship. We captured that, Tom. 
We get it's no. We, you know, Tom, when you do a show, sometimes you don't get close at all with your, your co-stars or a movie, mm-hmm. but immediately, you know, uh, me and Kevin. Even even when he he first came out to L.A. and met the producers, whatever, we're in the street smoking cigarettes, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just he's just a great guy and a, and a phenomenal actor. Do you think he's so, like, Do you think he's unknowable though? Ultimately, is Kevin ultimately unknowable? Well, he is a chameleon. That was, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I saw him. What was it? Something is playing now. It's just out of my mind, the name of it, that he plays this great role in. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? What is, not, not the Netflix show, something else. A movie that's just playing into the HBO or Showtime, Bruce. Yeah. But yeah, he just morphs into anything. Hey, you know, he's a method actor. You know, so when you know that, you just become that, and it's amazing. Yeah, Strasburg. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Even though we're doing a sitcom, the part he has to play, it's intricate because he created this guy from nothing. You know, yeah. and where he takes it is, like, you can't figure him in the show. Yeah. You're like, in his I never world. know what angle he's going to come yeah. from. He makes you go to him. You know what? And I don't mind it because he's great. And when I play against great actors, it's only going to bring my own performance up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my favorite yeah. my favorite album of all time, Andrew Dice Clay, is The Day the Laughter Died. It's my favorite that, album of all time. It's a masterpiece. That is, that is a lot of um, my fans. You know, that is the favorite album of fans. You know, and it was done at a time where I was doing 20,000 seats a night, so I really wanted to do something different, you know, just an unsuspecting crowd. Sure. And and it became the favorite of all the albums. Was there a and I don't even yeah. know what the hell I'm talking about on it. Well, but it feels like you just <laughs> needed to hear what laughter could be rather than screaming and cheering and just ride that silence and that laughter, and there's something so beautiful well, about it. Because when you get to do it like that, it's more about the performance art and I get to act it out more rather than just rapid fire, you know, comedy. You know, that was the thing that always bothered me with comics is that they they really don't understand real performance. Mm-hmm. So after 10 minutes, I would get bored watching comics when I was a young kid. And I wasn't even really that into stand-up. It was more about acting to me. Yeah, because you started with the uh, the Nutty Professor bit. Yeah, all, that and all that stuff to Jerry Lewis and to Travolta and then developing myself as a performer. And to me, it was like going to acting school every night playing in a comedy club. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there were people that, you know, of course, didn't get it. But, you know... What are you going to do? I've I've done over 12 million people in concerts, so I think a lot of people get it. An hour back, do people scream that out to you? Sometimes they do yell that shit out. That is the greatest six minutes on any comedy album. Because it was all about the timing and the laugh, not about the bit. 
and and the people that 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 album went gold in three days. That's how fast that are, and then it went platinum. But like I couldn't even believe that. But I had a sense of the fans and how they like the oddball shit rather than just real solid bits. Like I love going off the cuff, and and in this day and age, I don't even think about my show till I am on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I enjoy doing more, you know, playing it out almost like a one man show. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 uh, speaking of show, your show's this Sunday. I know it's late. Everybody's got to go to bed. Pretty busy day tomorrow. I I haven't slept in 40 fucking years. So I'm not worried about that. All right. I'm just looking out for Kevin. Kevin looks a little Uh, woozy. He's not going to sleep now. Trust me. Kevin's you know, when, Kevin's when, when a little... Kevin got done at the end of the day, mm-hmm. his day first began. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. he's the best. Well, he... And we had a lot of fun this season. Yeah. I like that. I love shooting in Vegas. A lot of fun. I can't wait. You know, it was a grueling schedule, but we did it again. Tropicana. Yeah. <laughs> Tropicana. Was the I Tropicana was better than Treasure week? Island? You, you want to know something? I was just there this weekend. I had to perform for three nights there this weekend. At the Laugh the Factory. Weekend. At the Laugh Factory, that's right. The famous Laugh Factory at the Trump. A friend and, of mine um, A friend of mine went to say hi to, to a mutual friend at the comedy store, and you were talking to that friend, and he walked over, and you said to him, walk away. You told oh, him, I wish you said to me. Before you said those two words, and my manager will love this, who's sitting next to me, tell me what you said to his friend. <laughs> and I would have said, walk away. Because he was like, he was going up to I, say hi to Bobby Lee, and you yeah, were like... I just don't like strangers, Tom. What am I going to tell you? I was taught when I was a kid, don't hang around strangers. So when a stranger comes over to me, I tell him, walk away. I don't know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I I'm, love with to I'm with you. Listen, I love to perform, all right, Tom? Yeah. And I tell my own audience this. When I'm in front of them, I go, listen, if you see me in the casino after the show, don't come over to me. I don't want to take a picture. I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to hear some dumb fucking story about me from 30 years ago. I don't need to meet you. I will give you everything I got right now, but I don't want to hang out. You're strangers, and that's it. (laughs) And I just love to make them laugh. That's just the way I am. You did your part. What is it? So Will Chamberlain had a thing where a coach was trying to get him to play hard and and, and practice. He said to the coach, you're going to get it from me once. Do you want it in practice or do you want it tonight during the game? You tell me which one. You tell me which when when you want it. You're going to get and that's it once. The kind of uh, performer I am. I just want to get up there and do my thing. I don't rehearse my bits. I don't practice. Three quarters of it I come up with on stage. You know, and and a friend of mine that works for me is um, he was Buddy Rich, the greatest drummer that ever lived, was his son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he's a great jazz drummer. And he would tell me, you and Buddy would have got along so well. <laughs> he goes, because Buddy 
would never rehearse either. And and the guy I'm talking about, his name is Steve Arnold. He would rehearse the band because he's a great jazz drummer. But he would actually tell him, if you want, you rehearse the band. I don't rehearse. I don't play other than when I'm on stage. You know, and that's it. Certain performers are like that. Yeah. I'm not sitting backstage going, oh, what bit should I use? I'm thinking, I can't wait to see what I come up with for them. Sure. You know. You get to watch your own show then. You're kind of, you're entertained by it as it's happening. Yeah. I'll take a hit of pot and I'll go up and that's it. Done. Lights out. (laughs) Wow. I can't wait. You know, you look at some chick in the front row. Married 25 years. I go, you want another 25 years in the elevator when he's all over you? Just go with it. Let the eye in the sky look at you. Now you're in the hallway. He's feeling you up. And that's allowed because uh, Trump made that a law that you could, like, finger chicks. Uh, if you know, you know, like before he became president, said, you see a girl, you could grab a pussy. It's like a law now. So everybody's now watching in the hallway. You get it to the room. She's sucking on your dick like it's a lifeline as you're dragging it through the living room. Uh, uh, now you get her on the uh-huh, fucking bed, uh-huh, right? Yeah. You know, with the heels mm-hmm. like coming off the floor a little with that big fat sure. bumper sticking up mm-hmm, in the air. Mm-hmm. Now you get yep. a missionary snarl. Oh, yeah. Now you maybe boomerang fucker mm-hmm. a little bit. One leg up, belly full of milk. Sure. Lights out. Yep. That's, That's a, story, a story of my life. You know, All right. you know, because to sit and talk to them, mm-hmm. you want, you want, I want to tear whatever hair I got left out of my head <laughs> just to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All you right. know, I got to end this. When a guy says move in, mm-hmm. it's the worst possible thing he can ever say. Because now you're you're living in that same apartment or house. And if it's a rainy day and you got to pass him ten times, well, i got to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Can't we just yeah. wave? Yeah. Can't we nod at each other? <laughs> yeah. Midnight blowjob upstairs. Yeah, yeah, see? I left you the yep. note. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm right there with you. I'm telling you. I hear I hear it, you loud and clear. It's, it's just a certain logic I have. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No. Maybe. Kevin's shaking <laughs> his head no. I'm shaking my head yes. Maybe that's why every marriage and fiancé and girlfriend I ever have is not with me anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I say to an audience that the minute you say hello to a girl, remember, it's the beginning of the beginning of the end of the relationship. That's it. Mm-hmm. And people look around like, really? And, I, and I'm like, just think about it. Look at whoever you're with and try to figure out, did I ever date or marry anybody before this person? And you'll know just how fucking right I am. Mm-hmm. So get your fucking money's worth. My producer is waving at me and telling me I got to wrap it up. I wish I could keep well, going. Then that's that. what we got to do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Jake. you checking in. Dice is on what, this Tommy, Sunday? Tommy, yeah? listen, thanks for having me on. Of course, it's my Jake, pleasure. I love you. You're going to kill it this season. And I look forward to seeing you soon, actually. Yes. Okay? Yes. All right. Thank you yes, for checking friend. in. Yes. All right. Lights out. And there he goes. He hung up as maybe that is 
the fine. This, this is the final episode of the show. First of all, I will say, I'm never doing this again. Um, truly speechless now. I have usually words just flow from me. I just now. I don't know if the best show exists anymore. Actually, now I'm not sure what anything is right now. I do know. <clears throat> hey, Mike. How how are we doing? Do these Beach Boys cards come with gum? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I think you would have found some gum in there. I, I was thought maybe the. I thought maybe that'd be a. Gum for for mm-hmm. the each pack that uh, had the. Uh... <coughs> Wait, who's who's writing me? First of all, someone sent me a Logan Paul T-shirt to my home, and I'm want to know who that was. I'll talk about that more next week if there is a next week. I'm covered in sweat. I've never sweat. I've not sweat on this show in. He is sweating. It's I not am, even that hot in here. I am. It, no, it's cold in here. <laughs> I'm drenched in sweat. I've never had less control over my own show than I did for the last half hour. It ran against everything that the show is and has been for coming up on 20 years. In fifth, I think in 20 minutes we said goodbye to all of it. Unrecognizable. Get out. Mike's in paradise. This is Mike's dream is that I watched me lose control of the show. <sighs> All right, I'm soaking wet now. My body is screaming at me. Now you, Kevin, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play your band, Crystal Robots. What's the name of the song now? It's called I'm Asking. Let's listen to this, and then I'm going to come on and say goodbye. This is Crystal. Wait, hold on. Lost control of the show. Lost control of my life. I'm Asking by by your band. You play bass in this band. I play the bass guitar. Let's check this out. Was this on the new album, Upcoming? Yes, it's an upcoming uh, EP called Way Into Nowhere. All right. But the song's called I'm Asking. I play the bass on it and sing a little background stuff. Let's check this out, and then I'm going to come back and say goodbye. Crystal Robots with I'm Asking.
That's great. That is really great, Kevin. Crystal Robots. With I'm Asking. But there's an album out now. That song's not on it. But there's other great songs on the album that's out now. It's like a, it's like an EP, more, more or less. Uh, okay. All the songs are by Daniel Harnett. That was him singing. He wrote the songs. <coughs> and we're Crystal Robots. Well, look, I want to thank you for getting Andrew Dice Clay to call in. That was fun. That was... <laughs> I'm still... I don't know... If, I think he owns this show now. I think it's his, not mine. And you are on Dice, which starts this Sunday on Showtime. August 20th. And... Sharpling and Worcester live October 21st. Tickets for the late show still available. Early show sold out within a half hour. Late show still available. Just, uh, tickets are selling very fast and it is going to sell out very soon. So don't sleep on that. It's at, uh, Murmur, M-U-R-M-R-R out in Brooklyn, Murmur Theater. Um, and, uh, apmike.bandcamp.com. I don't know why I'm saying this. This guy got enough tonight. He, this was his dream show tonight. This, uh, Mike, you could not have dreamed a show that fit your ver- vision of what you want the best show to become. Me uncomfortable, Andrew Dice Clay cursing and telling dirty sex stories while I'm just sitting, just dying, not even sure what to do anymore, losing control of the, 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 whatever. All right, you know what? It's that kind of night. 
I'm going to say we'll be back next week. And thank you, Kevin. And, <clears throat> yeah, let's just go all the way with it. We'll be back next week. Here are the Dead Kennedys. What they say in